hey everyone, welcome to the Hard Hits Wrestling Podcast. I'm Hit Zero. I'm Hardy. And today we're joined by a very special guest, yep. uh, the Eurasian Dragon, who you may know from uh, Singapore Pro Wrestling, SPW. Say hi. Hi everyone, nice <laughs> to meet you. Hey, uh, so what's been going on? Uh, Kenneth? Can mm. we call you Kenneth? You can call me Kenneth, you can call me Dragon. Uh, you know, at this point in my life, like it's one or the other. Some people call me <laughs> Dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like people who knew me before I was wrestling, I think they call me Kenneth. But people who know me after call me Dragon. But it's totally fine. I answer to both. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. it's been all right. Like as you can see, it's uh, coming to the end of a pretty long day. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're recording this at night, and uh, Kenneth yeah. actually has like a kind of a side thing as a as a trainer. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're really yeah. happy that you made time for us. Yeah, yeah man. We really appreciate, really appreciate this. Them. Yeah. Um. So I mean, tell us a bit of uh, background about you. Like, how did you get into wrestling? Oh, before becoming professional. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So like. In order for me to tell the story properly, I guess you got I got to take you guys back and all the listeners back to like when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. So, back then, uh, I would watch episodes of uh, WCW on TNT. Oh, nice! Yeah, I had that too. Yeah, so, so, that too. so after Cartoon Network would go off the air, I was so happy because like this bunch of like very strong men would do battle with one another. So I was quite captivated, quite a big fan. Yeah. But I think I really fell in love with it proper when I, I switched channels one day and I mm-hmm. came across Monday Night Ro- uh, Raw. Okay. Yeah. And um, what was happening in the ring was uh, the rock and sock connection so that the oh, rock was berating okay. mankind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and to me, I thought that was the coolest thing I've seen up till then uh, in my life. Like, yeah. like this big... Hawaiian looking man is like scolding <laughs> this this sorry looking man in a in a in messy office where I was like, okay, you know what, I wanna be just like that guy like like the rock. Okay. Yeah. So okay. uh, from a very young age I, I told myself I wanted to be a professional wrestler. So fast forward all these years, in twenty twelve I, I was just like looking around Facebook uh, as per normal and then I saw an ad la, for this Singapore Pro Wrestling. Did so, you know it existed prior to that? You never no, 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 no. At first, first thing I thought was, hey, this must be hoax. La. So, <laughs> okay, la, click, la, see what nonsense coming up. Right. Well, suddenly it was real. Because you know, like Mr. Vadim, uh, Vadim Koryagin, our head coach, he, you know, like, he's legit. La. He he opened like the scene in Russia and even till today, the Russia scene is thriving. They have shows like monthly. Yeah. Um, their wrestlers have wrestled there. Uh, myself and Statement, we have wrestled in Russia. In Russia, yeah. yeah. Sorry, they, they have wrestled here. And we have wrestled there. Yeah. And we have a lot of Russian good friends and all this very strong uh, ties to the Russian side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Vadim did the same thing with us. Started mm-hmm. SPW um, along with the statement. So I'm fortunate to be the first batch of students. So we all grew together. We made okay. so many mistakes together too. Mm-hmm. So we are the pioneers of Singapore wrestling, uh, so to speak. Nice. What was the like the learning curve like? Yeah. Uh, like learning curve different? very very difficult because yeah. I, I I came from uh, no sporting background. I was uh, at a disadvantage compared to a lot of these other guys. Some of them are like Dragon Boat champions. Some of them are uh, um, uh, amateur wrestling champions. So you know, you athletes. Get, yeah, a lot yeah. of these guys are athletes. Uh, some of them are not. So I yeah. I happened to fall into the category that I wasn't. So I felt. It's always been an uphill battle for me, like from the start. So uh, I had to like get my fitness up to par and all that. But it's pretty cool because five years later, uh, pro wrestling has opened the doors to like uh, personal training for me. And like mm-hmm. now I'm uh, like, okay. a fitness trainer. Yeah. I help people like get their wow. health back on track and all that. So, so you're saying you wouldn't have been nice. a personal trainer if not for wrestling? Oh, definitely not, man. Definitely not. Like uh, it was because of pro wrestling that uh, yeah, I, I found like personal training and then along the way uh, when I joined pro wrestling, I was like. Uh, I just was going to ORD around that time. Okay. So I was into like journalism and stuff. Yeah. Hey, pause it up. 
<clears throat> so you were saying you were into journalism prior to... Yeah, yeah, so, so, so prior to personal training. Uh, so yeah. I, I was uh, an intern writer long time ago. <clears throat> wow. For like uh, Square Rooms and Teenage Magazine. You know, like... Oh, like, wow. Teenage Magazine. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're still on stands though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I went, we haven't bought them in a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. You yeah. guys don't look like teenagers, man. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I I after that I went to the army, came out, mm. started writing for decoration magazine so I've always been writing for like interior design titles and stuff oh, cool. yeah whereas uh, I guess deep down inside I knew that the only chairs I really liked were the chairs I used to crack on opponents heads oh. <laughs> instead of like you know the, describing how beautiful they are and all mm. that. right 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 but but anyway uh, yeah eventually transitioned into personal training because like at that time I took a break from journalism to mm-hmm. like uh, go and tour uh, in India and Nepal for a month and stuff so uh, came back to Singapore and realized like why not give like uh, coaching people you know like a try and that's okay. all it's quite fun lah yeah. because like uh, in wrestling like I have quite a number of fans who, who happen to like me and all that so I just bring the same likability that I've been known for into uh, coaching and then it okay. helps yeah. like some of these people with their goals and stuff so quite happy very fulfilling life I'm leading right now I suppose that's sweet yeah. the people that you coach um, do they know what you do as in, uh, like, as all, a all of them are all very them. aware of it okay. and they're all quite proud of it even you know oh, they'll tell cool. their friends like, oh this is my coach you know, he's the first Singapore champion they're like oh yeah that's so cool that's me, oh you're yeah, the first Singapore champion yeah yeah exactly a year ago I, I, I won the Singapore championship <coughs> the first the the first uh, Singapore mm. championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm not the champion anymore because it's not lying around yeah. <laughs> anywhere. Or I would have showed up with shoulder. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. But uh, at the upcoming uh, Wrestling City Asia Reload, which yeah. I'm glad you guys are attending and yeah. all that, yeah. uh, I'll be challenging uh, the guy that took the title from me, the okay. Power Warrior, the current champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one of the highlight matches he's the one with the mask right uh, yeah he's the guy with the mask yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody hates him la, in the audience because uh, <laughs> the last time round he retained his title the annual leave yeah. and then oh, he wow. uh, you know he will suck up to the GM and all that so okay. like, people always want to see like uh, chosen ones get knocked off their perch lah. Of course. Right. Yes. I mean I mean that, that's what we live for, man. We like No um, one likes the authority figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody yeah. does. Nobody does. It's always kinda of bothered me like why all the authority figures are always heels. But I guess it makes sense because nobody likes the boss, you yeah. know. Who likes the boss? Who likes the boss? <laughs> nobody does. Uh, yeah, so but I mean like you, you were telling us like before we started recording that you kind of gear more towards the sports entertainment aspect of it rather than like the sporting aspect of it. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, everything's connected, you see. Yeah. Like, um, like as a kid, I was like, you know, really into what The Rock did and all that. Over in WCW, I, I, I enjoyed people like uh, Sting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, very theatrical kind of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very larger than life kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan is one of my... Uh, biggest inspirations one of my all-time favorites ah, okay. I think he's a fantastic professional wrestler because like he managed to get great reactions every night he mm-hmm. knew how to work with so many different opponents and all that yeah. and definitely deserves uh, uh, his you know like like uh, the reverence that, that all the people in the industry give to him so. definitely but I feel a lot of people like don't give Hogan enough credit <coughs> Um, uh, I mean the the narrative amongst I guess like the wrestling nerds is that oh he can't really work and stuff like that but I mean without Hogan we would never have the industry that we have today he broke it out in the 80s exactly exactly uh, yeah, and uh, people don't know that he used to wrestle in Japan and stuff yeah like and that. exactly you know, you know people uh, uh, like uh, what's his name again uh, Finn Balor a lot nowadays Correct, right? yeah. but, but way before there was a Prince David there was a Hulk Hogan yeah. who was you know the Ichiban in Japan and oh, yeah, stuff. yes yeah, he, yeah. everyone called him Ichiban so like, like I mean he famously 
said that the the NJPW title was the, 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 the like the real the real world title as compared to like the WWE title. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know like like uh, Hulk Hogan, he's uh he's legit uh. I mean yeah, like you sum summarized it perfectly. If it wasn't <laughs> for Hulk Hogan, then you and I, you know, the three of yeah. us wouldn't be sitting here recording this. Definitely. Interview. Yeah. yeah. The butterfly effect would not have happened. No? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, so, how did you go about developing your character, the, the Eurasian dragon? You're obviously very proud of your heritage, so you wanted to like, put that across? So. Yeah, I, I put it right across uh, my ass, you know. Yeah. So, am I allowed to say that? Or yeah, I, of course, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Please, so I, swear I, if you want. Oh, no, 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 I don't swear that much. Anyway, okay. yeah, it's, it's proudly emblazoned uh, across the backside, so people watching, they will see and they will know that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, f- firstly, it's, it's quite appalling that some people, even in their 20s, they've never met a Eurasian before. They've That's never weird. seen Yeah, yeah. There are some people who still ask me, like, oh, what's, what's that? And, and, and then they are local, you know, but, but maybe, like, upbringing or they go to certain schools where there aren't any, like, mixed blood people around or maybe. something. Right. Yeah, yeah, there, there are some cases like that. In Pauly, especially, I met quite a few. So, mm-hmm. uh, on one hand, it's awareness for the race, and uh, on the other hand, I just, like, felt like representing my race and then I just did it. Nice. I just put it across Not bad. my bum and then no one's gonna like fault me for it because like I, I am... I mean that did dragon. catch our eye too. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks man, thanks man. That's the whole idea, you know. Like there are so many people wrestling in black or in grey and like this whole Batman shtick is not gonna work. Like, you gotta wear something flashier. Yeah. Uh, regarding the gold tights, I didn't tell any interviewer this before yeah. but I watched uh, The Rock wear uh, gold tights once oh. uh, before one of his big title matches. I think it could have been WrestleMania. Probably. Yeah, and I was a kid. I was about 12 and I told myself, you know, when I grow old, my wrestling attire is going to be that gold color thing. So yeah, just sticking to things that I set out to do as a young kid. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. I think a lot of the, the multicolored tights and the more larger than life characters, it's, it's very like, um, people like to think it's a relic of the 80s and stuff like that. But like like he was saying, like it, it gets really boring when everyone's just like wearing black trunks it, and I want to be so exactly. cool. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, I think. I think the thing is, uh, I, I've been wrestling for about five years already. Mm-hmm. So in, in in this industry, I've seen like especially a lot of youngsters who come in and uh, the first day of like wrestling training, they want to learn how to do six one nine. Uh, <coughs> they want to learn how to do the tombstone pile driver. You, gotta, you know, this kind of stuff. Crawl yeah, yeah, walk, yeah, huh? yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then uh, there are also some uh, uh, youngsters out there who believe in like uh, you know like very hard fights, you know, like like you and your opponent are going to go out there and fight for 30 minutes. But the thing is, people don't exactly know who they are yet. So yeah. like, you are not going to invest in Youngster A against Youngster B, I agree. hitting each other with Harikaranas and like Angel's Wings or, you know, like, you're not telling out a story. Like, yeah, you're not telling a story. I yeah. think they, they kind of disregard like the psychology of it and they just want to get yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, big yeah. moves. And, 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 and the funny thing is, yeah. uh, you, you, have, you have some uh, young people in, in uh, the scene around the world right, who mm-hmm. think that that is the psychology behind it. The whole like, oh yeah, yeah, this big move, and then I can't kick out because I didn't get dropped my head enough. You know, like oh, yeah. that's that's complete bullshit, man. It is. It, it's yeah. it's mainly you know like like good guy, bad guy, or okay, guy A against guy B. You just mm-hmm. want to win uh, a game between two men. You know that kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. 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 Very Jim Connett kind of uh, philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, it's 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 very basic human emotion because like True. even for me like yeah. I go out there and like you ask for my gimmick so, mm-hmm. uh quite. I'm kind of like a throwback baby face. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, I, I try to keep things at, uh, at a minimal and I try to connect people on that base level. I see it as a very base level thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm making people happy with uh, what I present or what I'm representing, uh, then they're going to get behind me. Mm-hmm. And when they're behind me, whether I throw a punch or, or an arm drag, it doesn't matter which one, they're still going to cheer for that. So that, that connection is there before the bell rings. Mm-hmm. 
So it makes uh, the moves matter more. Exactly. Because exactly. if it's big moves, the big moves, exactly. then the big moves stop mattering. I and guess. Yeah. you know, like like in in WWE, they had this slogan, uh, the the evolution slogan, evolve or perish, that kind of mm. thing. Mm-hmm. And and that's actually pretty true because like like. What your ring uh, philosophies are are one thing, but also your gimmick has got to evolve with the yeah. times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you look back at SPW history, I've been fortunate to be very intertwined with uh, the narrative of the company going forward. So, I, I started out as this guy. Uh, you're a comic book fan, right? Yeah, you're first. Okay, I'm going to throw a DC Comics reference. Might be a little bit obscure. Yeah. So, when I started my career, I decided I was not going to be like the guys who like, you know, are super gung-ho about being good. Right. Or the bad guys who are like very nasty and mm. evil and all that. So I, 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 the comic character that kept uh, catching my eye over the years was Booster Gold. Booster Gold. And I, uh. I told myself I, I, I'm gonna be like Booster Gold. So right. just look at my old matches, my old photos, and then you see like <laughs> I wear the blue cape and yeah. then it goes yeah. to the gold tights and all yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So the color scheme people used to ask me like, oh, where do you get this from? And then I said Booster Gold. Ah. Oh, okay, never mind. Good. So, like, like, like it, it, it comes across as, as a little bit more original than usual. So, in the earlier, fresh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty fresh because, yeah. like, the baby face was the one that kept pestering the GM for the title match in, in, in my case. Yeah. So, uh, it connected with a lot of fans because, like, like people uh, want to get promoted in life, people want to provide for their families with more money mm-hmm. at their occupations. Or, yeah. Some people, you know, the whole daily grind thing is, yeah, for for such things, uh. mm. sure. So this was just a man that said, you know, to hell with that. Like, I just won the championship title. Mm-hmm. Please give it to me. I can do it. I confirm yeah. can do it. So the over enthusiasm, uh, uh, permeated into like like the the audience we had and all this, uh, and and then eventually, uh, I kept losing lah. You know, every time like go to the big stage, uh, and then like lose. lose but title. it's all in the chase, right? the title, all in the chase. <laughs> then yeah. finally won the title, right? Yeah. Uh, about a year plus ago, the Malaysia Pro Wrestling Championship. Ooh. So I became like the the first foreigner to win that title from Malaysia, and then Gaijin. it was done. Yeah, it was done in in home on in our home ground somewhere at Topayo. Oh, wow. So like whole wow. crowd. So you won a Malaysian title yeah. in Singapore. In Singapore, yeah, yeah. yeah. in in Topayo, Topayo Central. <laughs> Topayo <laughs> must the, have been a the huge crowd, reaction. Man, the crowd. Oh my gosh, I don't think there's been a reaction like that since, man. Because like they reacted so strongly, they all started singing my theme song. And oh stuff. my gosh. Ode to joy. So like very easy to sing. Also, the theme song is Ode to joy. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll get to that. In a while, but anyway, okay. Ode to Joy, right? And then, like, they're all singing that. Uh, fans, some fans were saying reminiscent of what Daniel Bryan did, and the whole like people saying yes at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. No, but but this is like, uh, you know, I, I'm not like Daniel Bryan, right? I'm, I'm Eurasian Dragon, you see. Yeah. So, like, it's my moment. This is like 500 people singing my theme song Eurasian after Dragon. like uh, years of trying for the belt. It's not the American Dragon. The Eurasian dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm born in the year of the dragon. Oh, my race is Eurasian, so it's just like that makes so much sense. Two and two together. Yeah, right. That was the next question. Yeah, yeah. Where did yeah. you get the dragon? Oh, yeah, yeah. The and dragon? then and then like it, it kind of sounds throwback enough, you know, like like people in the past, uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, mm-hmm. yeah. Ultimo Dragon. So okay la, Like like dragon has always been part of wrestling vernacular. It's not as if I call mm. myself Eurasian donkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> Dancing ape or something like that. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, yeah la, that, That's how I came out with it. But anyway, the yeah, the character evolves lah. So eventually, become champion. Then after become champion, because booster goal, right? Yep. Always wants to be the top and then complacent. Right? So when become the top, right? I became over complacent. Right. My original runs for me losing all my important matches. Damn. After I become yeah. champion, right? Yeah. My first title defense, I always lose. And right. I do not know why. Yeah. It just happens, lah. You know, a low yeah. blow, salt right. in the eyes, funny, funny things. Yeah. But yeah. The, like the dastardly heel 
gets away with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they get away. They get away with it in like very dastardly fashion. So the crowd, oh. like I said, base level emotions. Whether mm-hmm. or not you like NJPW or whether you like PWG, Shikara, mm-hmm. or the old school World Wrestling Federation, when you see this kind of things happen, you will react. Yeah. People will react to a low blow. People will react to. Uh, I lost the Malaysia title and statement through salt in my eyes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, when we conceptualize that, we. It's basically a throwback to Yokozuna and Mr. Fuji. Yeah, you know, yeah, the legendary, the, both of them legends. Bret Hart, is it? Yeah, yeah uh, against Bret Hart. Hart. Yeah. So that, that, that's what, when we, we got to talking, so, you know, if we, we use what Bret used in WrestleMania, people will react because it's salt in another man's eyes. People, base level connection. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so, so it had a good reaction. People were very upset that I lost. Even though this match was in Malaysia, against the Malaysian. Right. So I guess it was testament to us playing the roles of heels, faces well and all that. Exactly, working the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't matter you were Singaporean. Yeah. yeah, it didn't matter because I was working Malaysia's top heel, so yeah. he, he did a pretty good ah, job too. Uh, awesome. the D, yeah, yeah, he was, he, and that's the thing, the, 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 the dynamic. Yeah, when the dynamic two, works, yeah, yeah. people do not really bother where you come from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, um, October 20th or so, uh, uh, Pete, Pete Dunn is coming down, yeah. WWE UK champion. He's, Very excited about that. Yeah, exactly. So many people are excited, right? Yeah. And, and he's uh, from the UK. <clears throat> people are going to cheer for him because like, he's already resonated with audiences. Correct. So a lot of times in his business, it's also like, as much as like you have to capture the fans' attention inside the ring, you also got to capture their attention on a holistic level. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what Pete has done, because yeah. like he's um, got, you know, he, like, like there's no one like him in the world right now. In the sense that he's a WWE champion, yet he's still busting it out all over the world. He's SMN. defending the UK belt exactly. like, in indie promotions. Like, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's the only WWE title that can do that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which, which is so unique, right? And, and because of that, like people like us in Singapore, we get... Uh, we, we we get you know we, we get the to, to reap such benefits uh, mm-hmm. of of like the, the modern times and and uh, what Pete is doing uh, for for the business and all that. Sweet. Yeah. So so I think that that shows connection on a very high level of what, yeah. what Pete has done. Yeah. yeah did, did you watch um his uh, takeover match with uh, Tyler B? Tyler oh B. yeah, it was so good, it was man. Was crazy so good. And, and, and good. the part where they where they busted out the airplane spin and then yeah. look at that an airplane yeah. spin, man. I thought that was a good way it's because amazing, like it's yeah. the first time like they've been they performed in like an American audience with the NXT crowd who went exactly, familiar with them. Exactly. And, and yet it was one of the best uh, matches of the night. And I think you know like like I, I see how y'all are smiling about this, yeah. uh, thinking of the match. Yeah. I think on uh, October twentieth or so, uh he'll give y'all a lot more reason to smile because nice. you're gonna watch him up close. That's awesome. Taking on the statement who is like one of our best uh, wrestlers in our history. Pioneers, and, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be a, a fantastic match, man. Do you, do you know how like uh, you got in contact with Pete then? Um, how uh, did the connection happen? No idea. No idea. To, to be honest, I have yeah. no idea. I haven't spoken to him. I, I was away with him uh, over the weekend to in Hong Kong, but nah, like, so, sometimes you know we keep like work as work. Of course, uh, we yeah, keep don't uh, bring our home, friendship right? as friendship. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the beauty of this business. Also, uh, a lot of us uh, can overlook like. Uh, the fact that we're all kind of like colleagues, sure. but we mm-hmm. have like very strong bonds with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, essentially, when you guys wrestle, you you put your trust in one another, right? Oh sure, yeah, sure, so, sure, yeah. sure. It helps if you have that relationship, like, In real life, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. The, the, most definitely, most definitely. I, I think that's why, like, uh, the wrestling fraternity, like, from the past until now, it's like such you know. Such a, a fascinating thing to the fans, uh, yeah. especially like all oh, these guys, they're traveling together. Yeah. Like, like you're wearing a Bullet Club t shirt, so you know, mm. that whole thing that they, they travel together. Yeah. And, 
and they get it's so basically close. a clique of real life friends who yeah. just it's yeah, extended who, onto TV. <clears throat> you know? Not extended onto TV. Yeah. Never mind, no. Yeah. It's extended onto TV or onto the live stage, doing what you love. So that's why it makes that that bond even more stronger. Exactly. A bunch of kids living uh, 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 living out their dreams together. It's, so it's, it's nice. like a band, pretty much. Mm. It's pretty much mm. like a band. Yeah. A lot of similarities, like We struggle. You guys struggle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like like. Everyone's trying to get their, their yeah. names out. Um, yeah, I said I was going to get to old to join a while. Yeah, so the significance behind it. People were speculating. You know, like, hey, is he a Christian or does he like <laughs> Christmas or, or <laughs> does he like Christmas? Kind of does he like, who but, doesn't like Christmas? No, the, the the thing is, I like uh, uh, I, I like the first Die Hard film. So uh, John McClane uh, and, and, and uh, Hans Gruber yeah, Exactly The best Christmas film So if someone says Christmas They're not entirely wrong I suppose Yeah uh, You know like like That, that song kept uh, Getting uh, uh, That song made a few cameos Within yeah. that film like, mm-hmm. In tiny bits And then like <laughs> I was going to debut A few weeks after that After watching uh, that, that film again Like uh-huh. in 2012 And I was thinking Still don't have a song yet Yeah and The Die Hard song is nice right? It's called <laughs> to Joy right It's yeah, a popular it classical song I told myself Okay I'll take that lah so, so I found some uh, Royalty free version So I can use it Around oh, the world yeah, yeah. Nice Yeah yeah And then like, like it's, it's pretty good lah And it helps because Everyone knows Everyone knows the song yeah, right? yeah. yeah that's why uh, from the start, already people will, can identify that you. They even yeah. think of music when they look at you. Yeah, so the icon, the iconic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you guys that nowadays a lot of people are using a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, like generic rock music. They just want to go hard. It's like generic no, it's, metal. It's not so much go hard, yeah. no. Because the the thing is, uh, uh, a lot of wrestlers, uh, not a lot, uh, a few, mm. a few bad apples. They will think of themselves first, you know. Mm, right. Then they'll be like. I really like this genre of music. I mm-hmm. like this song a lot, and this song means a lot to me. But, but it, it means it means yeah. shit to other people, man. Like no one's gonna buy into your crap, especially if you aren't established yet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So Ode to Joy is like simple, straight to the point, base level entertainment. Connect with people. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever like consider any other songs? Before oh, I have Joy? used other songs. Um, like, uh, what's the significance if, if you use a different song from Ode to Joy? Oh, no, it's just that, that this is the indie scene. You travel to other countries. Yeah. You're not in your main narrative in, like, SPW, right? You can experiment gotcha. with other theme songs. Yeah. And, uh... Come on, like, we're all not so self-important until fans are going to be, like, catch on to you. Oh, he used, like... <laughs> he used Bloodlines yeah. in Hong Kong, which I did, lah. Right, Because like, right. oh, wow. that, that year, Bloodlines was, was a big was song. A big thing, yeah. Yeah. And then they made us, like, be healed. So we're thinking, mm-hmm. what will irritate, like... Guys who want to act like cool and all that bloodlines. Uh. Perfect. Yeah, it's really perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what me and uh, Afi did. Yeah. Do you like working heel? Because like you don't do that too often. Uh, I I worked heel memorably in the history convention yeah. last year in Manila. Yeah. So I didn't know. Uh, I was like just waiting at the Manila airport. The promoter was uh, two hours late to pick me up. Oh shit! But uh, if he's listening to this, hey man, I I, <laughs> I love you, man. You took a, a lot of good care of yeah. me and the statement and Alexis and uh, all of us. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he was two hours late to pick me up, and so like, I'm really tired at that point. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was human errors on on everyone's part because jam in Manila and all that. Oh, yeah, jams crazy. there are the worst, yeah. the worst jams in the world, man. I've yeah. been. I've seen KL Jam, but Manila Jam is worse, mm. like five times worse. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he picked me up and then he was like, hey, uh, okay, okay, so you guys, yeah, yeah, how are you all feeling? Comfortable? And then like, yeah, fine. And he turns to me and like, uh, you can work heel for this weekend? So it's three days in a row. And I was like, uh, uh, you know, it's that moment where the human side of you wants to say, don't want, yeah. for what, uh, work heel? Like, I'm so good at this, yeah. Yeah, the reaction. And then, 
Uh, just say okay lah. Gotta got to be a professional at the end of the day. Gotta Correct. put the professional in pro wrestling. And then you're there as a visitor. And if it's yeah. a visitor. But usually as a visitor, I play faces. So. But mm. it turned out to be really nice because the Manila people were not so exposed to professional wrestling. I see. Mm. But they identify with combat sports because of Manny Pacquiao mm. and all yeah. that. So they, they, they appreciate like a contest going on. Very mm. easy to tell a story. Mm-hmm. We had two exhibition matches. Uh, uh, and then on the third day, I was in like the main event of the convention. Me against their hometown hero lah. Um, he was uh, Mr. Lucha or something. Right. But, but he dresses in the Manila colours and oh. so people like love him and right. he's this big dude who can fly about. So quite Fighting the flag basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very typical like foreigner versus local yeah. hero thing. And then it was so much fun to be on the other side of the fence for once. Because that, that match I got to unleash quite a bit. Uh, it was a Manila rules match. So okay. it's like Three, it's like world of sport rules basically. Oh, okay. like three minutes, three minutes, three minutes. So I had to yeah. work differently. I had to think on my feet. My f- uh, one of my favorite bits was in between rounds. The other guy is like resting in his corner. It's just a face. Mm. So I go to my corner. I start pretending to dig my nose, trying to fit into the <laughs> oh, crowd. Because oh. I saw Shawn Michaels do something yeah, like that yeah. once. And I was thinking like, hey, well, why not? And then like, like, I just like start insulting the people in the crowd and all, right. and all that. Uh, Alexis Lee was my valet that match. Oh, and wow. I said, uh, she is more beautiful than you, 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 and I pointed a woman in the crowd. Is it, you see base level connection. Really people, working it, huh? People hated it. Uh, my favorite spot in that match uh, was... Uh, so I, I've, I've got that guy down on his feet. Uh, he yeah. kicks out of like some move. I put uh, put on him and then like... I'm measuring him up. I have him where I want. So you know those road dog punches. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do that to him. But before I said... Before I did that, I just called out to the crowd. I was like, hey everyone, look at me. I am money. I am the oh Pac Man. Wow. Wow. And then people just like started screaming and hurling like bad <laughs> like oh, words. Wow. Heat, uh, I, I heard like like aunties, so aunties shouting at me like how can you say money? You cannot say money here in the Philippines. You cannot say money's name like that. Wow, like, okay, wow. People are like going crazy. And then I start doing I purposely do the shittiest punches of all time to, to contradict how precise man is. Yeah. Just yeah. anyhow just throw throw here and there and then act so confident about it. Right. So when that guy like like uh, counted that last big hit and mm-hmm. gave me this flying back elbow. Whole place just erupted, man. I like mm. never heard like like stuff like that from that crowd all weekend until then. That's so, like, wow, yeah, it was fun. And it was all because they they like many, and then yeah. like, I said something bad, and whoo, <coughs> yeah. So so that was one of my fun experiences playing heel. But apart from that, I I mainly made to play face uh, here right, in yeah. other federation. So it is what it is, like. Yeah, but yeah. you're like behind every great face reaction is a great heel. It's a great right? heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, must I, have been so hated to get a reaction like that when you get hit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like, I guess it's just human nature for people to not want to play heel because they're really liked, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, there, there are some guys who are a lot more comfortable playing heel, and you know, like the, this always gets tossed around the the, the wrestling nerd hemisphere, not the heel sure. leads the match and all yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so some people they they actually like uh, falling into that 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 uh, that type. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they turn heel and then they help youngsters mm-hmm. uh, get more over as faces and all this. And it's quite nice because like I said, it's a brotherhood and we're all helping each other reach the top and that makes sense. get out there. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you recall like your first ever match? What was that like? Mm, was it very, awkward? Was it like... Uh, very, uh, the, the, the match uh, uh, is... Uh, oh man, me and Lukman, my first opponent, we, we never want to see that match again. Okay. But... You know, like like we we've grown so much since then, lah. Mm-hmm. But the day was still special because it's your first match, mm-hmm. and uh, I OID on that day actually. I collected wow. ping IC on okay. that day. On your already day. Already day. So I went oh, to camp, okay. took uh, my ping IC, went back home, took this like 
what I thought was the coolest pair of grey tights actually it looked like complete like oh crap my. man like like there's nothing attractive about that I was generic jobber number 2 <laughs> number 45 or something yeah. but I thought oh this is the Eurasian dragon mm-hmm. big deal and stuff so like like, like Lukman also was so into his heel things uh, I had quite a few friends turn up one of them brought like a design just to encourage me on my first days and more so that, that's pretty cool of him but Lukman like came out and then he ripped that shit up before the match and he got nuclear heat a heat and then uh, yeah it was, it was, it was fun uh, it was fun uh. apart from that like everything else was like like very shoddy you know because we are new so mm-hmm. yeah the matches you see uh, on October 20th are a much higher caliber from when we first started and oh, we're all very proud of that of it's a testament to how our school is uh, the best uh, training school in pro wrestling in the entire uh, uh, Southeast Asia I would suppose nice yeah. how long um, between like when you first started training to your first match was it immediate or did you take a few months to you know like learn the ropes um, and stuff? This, this is the thing you know and now that we are getting bigger I think history books will start uh, to form about our existence mm. so we got to start deciding on an answer for this oh okay so uh the school started in february 2012 right it went on hiatus in march or april 2012 because of location rent Mm. uh like any small startup there are a lot of growing uh, pains a lot of teething pains sure so um from there right uh the school was like on hiatus maybe about until june july couple months so since then the school hasn't gone on hiatus so we don't know whether to consider like hey, are we have we been around since February yeah. have we been around since June I think it counts yeah, yeah it counts. so it kind of counts yeah. a bit and then like like is it 5 years or 4 years All right. our first house show was October 20th mm-hmm. uh, sorry not October 20th October 4th mm-hmm. October 20th is a show that I want uh, like everyone to come and see the one yeah. that's coming up yeah sorry <laughs> October 4th 2012 my OAD day uh, only 5 matches 60 people in a Attendance. Mm-hmm. But I think come October 20th, we'll be expecting more than 600 wow. to uh, come to Lavender, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the favorite match if I worked? Was it the, the Philippines mm-hmm. one or something else? No, no, no. no. Uh, the yeah. Philippines one is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, uh, it's always special to work in title matches. Of course, yeah. Um, one of the best atmospheres we've had uh, was when me and the statement finally had a match for his Southeast Asian title. It's the longest build-up, right? Uh, it yeah. was a very long build-up, like yeah. three years, and so many people involved in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were not always like in the same uh, narrative, but eventually it imploded that way. So it's, it was pretty cool. Um, I was the chasing baby face, he was the reigning heel, you know, that, that kind of thing. People yeah. were into that. And then in my biggest moment, right, I faulted. So like, boom, didn't win the belt. So like, oh, wow. it deflated the crowd and stuff. Yeah. Which uh, is what led to the Malaysian uh, title victory uh, like seven months later. I made that one all the more sweeter because it was such a, a big a big deal. Uh, not, mm. not just for me, and for, but for people who have like stuck by the product and who have stuck by me and all that. Cool. So it's pretty cool. So I think the Malaysia title match is one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Winning the Singapore Championship, one of my favourites. Another one would be wrestling in KL. Uh... With, with uh, Team Singapore against uh, Team Statement which was uh, comprising him Greg Glorious uh, and two guys from Gato Move Thailand Paksa and Baki yeah that's cool so th- th- that was one of my favourite matches too because that match we had very little preparation very little sleep we were called in for the weekend uh, to perform on the show but we decided to you know like 
go full pro wrestler that we can so every night we hardly sleep we are wow. doing things things doing our things and then like yeah. we wake up very early in the morning to go to the gym yeah. you know, early start eat a lot of like eggs and stuff and then like rush to the arena to make it on time to get into gear do our press mm-hmm. and then go out there and open the show on a big note uh, but we did it really well I think and the best part is it was a predominantly uh, Singaporean match a couple of Thai guys okay. but the Malaysian crowd took to it as if like we were, in, we were like as if we were one of their own wow. that's how they took to it so that, that holds a very special place in my mm-hmm. heart yeah. so probably this, these few matches nice you're mentioning about like how like you had little preparation for that match, um, but sure. like, what what's your like um, philosophy in terms of like laying out the match? Do you like to like plan it like meticulously, or do you just like kind of go with it once you're in there and have like a general outline? Uh, I I you know so sometimes uh, cannot pull back the curtain too much la. Right. So right, how right, I'm gonna right. answer this is okay. basically I like to wrestle with feeling, yeah, okay. more so than thinking. Yeah, that's a good yeah. answer. Yeah. 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 Cause I I think people always remember moments. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know uh, how how long have you been a wrestling fan? Um, pretty much all my life, man. All your yeah. life. Oh, all yeah. your, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm, how do you feel like when uh, Austin, you know, like turned on the Rock and shook hands with McMahon? Uh, you know, mm, back yeah, then, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you're watching me right? It's the moments, yeah. It's 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 those moments, or yeah. or like uh, the year after when Hulk Hogan made his return after so long, yeah, from WWE. How you know, and the crowd reacted. How do you feel as that kid watching it? You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I, 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 I like to think that not only am I in the entertainment business or the sports business mm-hmm. or pro wrestling business, but I think I'm in the making moments kind of business. I, 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 I like it when people remember me for like shoving the durian into the GM's backside. Uh, right, right. Uh, it resonated so well with locals because it's our fruit, man. You know, yeah, I right, took yeah. our fruit and I put it again into the backside of the ultimate villain here. So Very like, unique. Yeah. yeah, the authority figure. But there's a lot of thought put into it as yeah, well, right? Exactly. It's the, the symbolism and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, uh, 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 it was quite cool too because I, I ran a poll with like the... the the fans that bought tickets to the show that they yeah. were going to come to the show. Uh-huh. And, and uh, because like the match stipulation was like like and anything goes it was like a hardcore kind of rule so like, I was like okay what weapon should I use durian. and I listed out a few things and then they all went into durian and then I was like okay that's... that makes sense yeah that makes sense. yeah in fact like, I've never seen a durian incorporated into a match never. Yeah, man. besides yeah, that man. occasion yeah. yeah I mean like speaking of moments is it like I mean as a fan like, like watching wrestling and stuff hmm. like what, what what's your favourite moment in, in wrestling there's stuff that I mean like me me for example the most visceral reaction I've ever had is when um Hogan joined the NWO. Nice. I, I, I never saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, that was a turn. Yeah, nice. and I was like young enough to not really think about it. Uh, it nice. was just like super shocking. You're not, not cynical enough to like... I'm not cynical because like right now when I watch wrestling, I get too into like, oh, what's the creative process like, yeah. you know, and everything. Yeah. I just want to be in that moment. Yeah. And once in a while, there are moments like that that mm. happens. Um, so like what, anything like that like stands out for you? Uh, in recent memory... Uh, in recent memory, one of the most memorable things I've seen happen was, uh, okay, I mean, I'll just go on record and say I'm a big fan of, I, I've grown up, I grew up a big fan of WCW and WWE, but I think one of the best moments in recent memory was in New Japan, after one of the 
recent Wrestle Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. So uh, Okada was leaving the ring and then he was in tears. La. Yeah. And he was just crying on uh, Ghetto's sho- shoulders. And you know, yeah. like, th- that is kind what, of that is pro wrestling, you see. Yeah. The, the, the guy couldn't win the big one, couldn't win the title. And mm-hmm. he cries because he put his heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. And that's, how every, everyone, that's why everyone loves Okada. Everyone can identify with, with, with that man crying. Definitely. But I think the real moment was when Tanahashi took the mic and then he berated him saying that, hey, you know what, yeah. as long as I'm around, you are never going to be the ace. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, what the hell? And then at that moment, and, and nowadays, you know, like Roman Reigns, he's the it guy, sure. attracts so much uh, attention, good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. So like, like, People like uh, Tanahashi, people like Roman Reigns, they're just redefining the modern baby face and how business is conducted. Right, right. Like uh, in, in like sports entertainment or in uh, in entertainment on the whole also. Yeah. I think. yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying like the whole grey area where it's not so well yeah. defined where it's... Uh, you, you, know, you know Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. I have people who are... People I know who are big fans of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny, you know, people ask like, so how you supported Walter the whole time or were you like against him? Right. And some people like, I hate Walter so much. Every episode I want to see Walter like die. Sure. You know? Like want to see him get caught. He's getting it, away with shit. It's kind and of some people are like, yeah. you know what? Oh, Walter is saying like, like you know, like Talk screw this, screw that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's just like going ahead with what, what he's comfortable with. And it's, a, it's a matter of perspective like, because yeah. like um, yeah. the whole like prestige drama kind of era with The Sopranos and then Breaking Bad and yeah. like even Mad Men, they're all, yeah. they're all very like conflicted protagonists. Yeah. Exactly, just because you're exactly. a protagonist, the person that you resonate with doesn't mean they're the good guy because it's a matter exactly. of perspective. Because in any other show, his uh, brother-in-law Hank would have been the good guy, yeah. right? Not, yeah, not exactly. Way, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think it's quite interesting to see like the modern baby faces have uh, quite a bit of leeway, and I think like we got to thank people like Hogan and The Rock over the years for paving the way for this. Definitely, yeah. So uh, uh, at the start, y'all asked about Eurasian Dragon, and then like I keep you know deviating with side stories to fill the, the bone of, of this uh, conversation. Yeah. So now that we are reaching the tail end, right? So Eurasian Dragon also exists in this conflicted protagonist realm, lah. Yeah. So starting off, like as I was climbing the ladder, it's like you know everyone's behind me. Then after mm-hmm. a while, I start getting the Cena or Roman Reigns reaction, like there's a half half. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool because I'm one of the rare people in Singapore to get that reaction, and it's uh very cool because like, everything you do, right? It caters to either the people who really like you or the people who like. Think that you shouldn't, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be where you are yeah. right now because like their favorites are uh, are not in that spot, you know that, that yeah. kind of thing. So it's it's a cool thing to experience, man. Because like uh, you gotta live it to know it, uh. of course. And then <laughs> and then uh, uh, it also allows me some uh, uh, creativity <coughs> in my characters and all that. Like okay, this year uh, Randy Orton burned down the Wyatt House, right? Yeah. Yep. In any other universe, like, that's an arsonist, dude. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the right? things that yeah. you always joke about. We always joke about. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and. Steve Austin in the past he, he lifted Triple H of a big magnet in the car yeah, right, Triple yeah. H was pleading for his life please Austin please don't yeah. and he just drops him yeah. right. <laughs> is my man getting blown up dude this kind of thing so so like like it's pretty cool uh, eventually uh, I, I think I mentioned I was going to challenge for the Singapore yeah. Championship against mm-hmm. Power Warrior uh, yeah. uh, in the upcoming show uh, eventually the the video chronicling the series of events uh, mm-hmm. leading up to those events uh, would be released online mm-hmm. yeah so so uh, uh, eventually uh, 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 that the video that 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 has got more liberties yeah okay. so yeah you were saying about like being a conflicted baby face yeah, yeah yeah so so like i think like you know nowadays 
ever since uh, I mentioned the Rock Hogan, they're yeah. doing things that heels did and all that. Right. So uh, even myself recently, I had the opportunity to uh, show how I'm going to challenge for the Singapore Championship. Yeah, for sure. At Reload. So I, I basically went ahead and invaded someone's house, uh, and I had so much fun doing it, man. <laughs> Because like I saw I saw Randy Orton do it so many times to like like I think Triple H did it to him mm. he did it to Bray Wyatt right and in the past Steve Austin would chase uh, Booker T around and all that and like, I, I realized it hasn't been done in Southeast Asia before yeah Edge and John Cena or like uh, uh, yeah Edge and John Cena you know like like this kind of uh, stuff Stone Cold and Brian Pillman which was yeah like, exactly so oh, Edge uh, in my head man yeah. and I I realized that at this current moment yeah. the the place <clears throat> in our careers where where I mean where I am at and where uh, Power Warrior is yeah like it's opportune time for us to tell the story to the audience that makes sense yeah and I think people will, will, will really be entertained by the lead up to the Singapore Championship match if you, if you just go back and watch the Singapore Championship mm-hmm. uh, some people they, they they tend to message the SPW Facebook page asking uh, which one is the main title Singapore title or Southeast Asian title and then sometimes the admin the admin may get angry with you okay but it's because both titles cater to different kinds of, of, of fan <coughs> groups, you see. Exactly. The Southeast Asian title is uh, held by Traxxas. Yeah. And he defends it against a rotating cast of like stellar international wrestlers. So, you know, Pro Wrestling 101 right, is right there. Mm-hmm. Like, really great wrestling. The Singapore Championship is largely contested by the SPW guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone is jumping through wacky hoops just to get to the top of that mountain. Right. So, yeah, if, if you're a fan, right, you come to reload, there's something for everyone. Yeah. Both our championships aren't just color palettes of you know like, uh, sure. like of the same design yeah. yeah yeah both our championships have different significances and cater to different audiences yeah, yeah. that definitely makes sense um thanks so much for your time and uh, yeah, thank one, you thank you too man yeah just uh, once again for audience like um yeah. tell them like where you can see you next october 20th yeah yeah so um upcoming dates will be october 20th wrestling yeah. city asia reload I'm going to fight Power Warrior for the Singapore Championship and I'm quite sure that uh, I think I should be able to win. Lah. Quite confident. Ah. We'll have a big party after that. You two are invited. Ah, that's and long. everyone that listens to this also can come. Just, just come. Just <laughs> and then we definitely hope you win then. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Good times for everyone, man. Good times for everyone. Uh, after that, I will be flying to Nepal in November. So I, th- cool. this, this is pretty cool because I'm going to be the first Singaporean pro wrestler mm. to wrestle on live TV in... Uh, uh, I mean on live TV uh. Holy wow. shit yeah, So national I'm wrestling yeah, uh, yeah. National television in Nepal Going to be broadcast To thousands of people Through the Dish Network Right Yeah so It's Dish Network People in Nepal If you get to listen <laughs> to this uh, I'll be wrestling In both Kathmandu And Itahari Nice And I'm hoping Very much to bring uh, The Singapore Championship With me on live TV In uh, Nepal uh, Mainstream TV Nice It's going to be very awesome Yeah it's going to be very awesome And yeah. keep supporting uh, Local uh, In uh, Keep supporting professional wrestling. That's cool, man. See you and all the we'll yeah, see you yeah. on October 20th. Hi, and we're back. And that was our interview with the Eurasian Dragon from Singapore Pro Wrestling. Um, yeah. As you know, he'll be performing uh, in a couple of weeks. On Wrestle City Asia? Yeah, and we'll be there. We bought our tickets. Yay! Yeah, um, and we have more interviews for you from other SPW wrestlers. Yeah, uh, we'll be interviewing uh, Andrew the Statement Tank. Yeah, who is probably one of the biggest wrestlers in Southeast Asia right now. I mean, he's the, the, or has one been of the co-founders of SPW, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's been a legend here for like a long time, yeah. uh, a long as time. 
can't wait for that. Yeah, and and fingers crossed we have someone big, but we can't announce because we don't know yet. We don't know yet. <laughs> but like that kind of gives it away already. Yeah, it does. yeah but um, fingers crossed we'll get yeah. that one because I, I'm really interested in in seeing. Yeah, and, and talking. Yeah, to I want to see these thought processes, especially. Can we? We've seen. Okay, la, we know that we know who we're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not like being Bray Wyatt here. We're, yeah. we're talking about Pete Dunn. Yeah. yeah. So if we get to interview Pete yeah. Dunn, which is a huge opportunity. Yeah. Um, I really want to get in, to, into that guy's head, man. I mean, mm. we, we've seen brilliant glimpses of him uh, on NXT, mm. uh, the UK Championship mm. back then, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, beginning of the year, right? Mm. Uh, and. And the fact that this title is being defended uh, in cross promotion. Sure. I mean, this the one in Wrestle City is just a non-title match. But Correct. He's also a progressable champion. Yeah, he's a progressable champion. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And I really want to hear his thoughts on the UK scene. Uh, from someone so young and someone who is also kind of a veteran at the same time. Correct, yeah. He, he is incredibly young. For those of you who don't know, he's in his early 20s. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think... I mean, like... The status of the UK show mm. on the WWE Network is up in the air right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think they know what they're going to do with the UK Championship. So yeah. they're letting Pete Dunne, you know, travel around the world, take indie dates, maybe even like uh, defend the title here yeah. and there at indie dates. Which he has done a few times. Sometimes really. on NXT as well. Yeah. Uh, but because he's so young, right, I feel like they're not really wasting his time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It would be one thing if he's like 39 years old, AJ yeah. Styles level, and they're yeah. like, what, do you, what are you guys doing with me? Yeah. Man? Come on. Yeah. But I mean, being like 21, 22, cool. Uh, he, he, Good exposure, you know. He can only get better. I agree. Um, I also want to ask him about, you know, uh, Jim Ross had a story about giving uh, him and uh, Tyler Beat a pep talk before their, oh, their classic NXT uh, TakeOver Chicago match. Oh, we definitely have to ask him that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's get back into the state of wrestling this week yep. on, uh, on, I guess, the WWE. Yeah, let's start with Raw. Yeah, so um, fun fact, um, coming next week, exactly five years ago in Indianapolis, uh, The Shield formed. Yep. Uh, and Seth Rollins turned on Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns at Indianapolis three years, three ago. years ago. Was uh, it three years ago? Or two years ago. Oh, it's been a while. It's either three or two, la, but yeah, it feels long. It feels long, yeah. And uh, next week, Raw is back in Indianapolis uh, for Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess everybody called. It's not the. the I mean. <sighs> The road was laid out. The road was laid yeah, out. We could kind of predict that this was going to happen. No, but I mean, it's like, it's like the Avengers, you know. Yeah. Like you know, the Avengers movie is coming. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like once you get there, it isn't going to be exciting. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm down with this. As we speculated last week, they really need like a big threat to yeah. to push them back together because um, individually they're all very capable wrestlers, yeah. all world champions. One Correct. of them is a Grand Slam winner. Correct. Dean Ambrose, which might surprise some yeah. of you. Not Roman. Not Roman. Not Seth. Yeah. Dean Ambrose is your Grand Slam, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, like, are we, we were already thinking oh, Roman could easily take care of the misdirage by himself, which he did. This which week. he did, yeah, exactly. Um, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose have shown capable, have been capable of taking care of the bar. In yeah. fact, they won the title they won from the, the bar. The bar. Uh, and for the past two weeks, they have been, sh- uh, they, they were wily and uh, intelligent enough to take on Braun Strowman. Yeah, and, and despite them both losing, losing the matches, yeah. um, they were very 50-50 matches. Yeah. Both Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins got their offense in, and I was, I was talking to Hardy earlier on that it's a very fine line between making Braun look strong and not making um, Seth or Dean look, look weak. weak yeah. Because uh, Seth and Dean, as we mentioned, world champions, world champions. one of them is a Grand Slam champion. Exactly. So they both seem like 
more than capable of beating Braun Strowman, but Braun Strowman just you know overcame because he's the monster yeah. moment lah. Yeah. And also because there was not much at stake lah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, why would Seth ever feel the need to like push? Yeah. Like, oh, let me break my body to beat Braun Strowman on a random <laughs> Raw match. I mean, I, I get the psychology behind this, and, yeah. and the fact that all their enemies have teamed up. Not so much Braun, but the bar with Mr. Raj. Yeah. It's a better opponent than just the Mr. Exactly. Raj. So, uh, it's interesting why... Uh, how the... You know how Roman was attacked by the bar? After the match? Yeah, yeah. That, that one, like, they never explained. But it kind of did, because... Remember, Roman had a backstage interview? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he said that the bar, like... It doesn't matter. Well, like, whatever. Yeah, whatever they are. Seth and Dean can handle yeah, them. It's no big deal. Maybe deal. they took offense to that. Most probably they took offense to that. Um, yeah. I just wish that they had explained that in canon. Exactly. Rather than you make up hate canon. Yeah, because that like was this. my hate canon. La. Right, okay. So I saw that logic. I, I, I kind of saw the logical leap from that to that. Mm-hmm. You know, from uh, his backstage interview to when the bar decided to attack him. La. Correct. But I would just be a little bit more explicit. It'd mm-hmm. be fine. Sure. Like not, not don't need to be all in your face, mm-hmm. you know. But get Roman to be a little more uh, insulting towards them. You, you do know? have three hours, guys. Yeah, exactly. You have three hours. Yeah, I mean, granted, you have to take away twenty minutes for the Su- Susan G. Coleman thing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I love when WWE do their their CSR stuff. Uh, this time bring out Dana Warrior, trying yeah. to like explicitly like bleach out all the hateful shit that the Ultimate Warrior has done in the past. It's alright. Yeah, I mean, I understand not wanting to talk bad about Autumn Warrior in 2014 when he died or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this guy was kind of not a good guy. Like. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. But um, that's why, you know, like, we... That's why... The but f- let, let's, let's not yeah. blame Dana Warrior for that. Yeah, it's not her fault. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think the focus was on the, 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 the breast cancer survivors, so that was good. Correct, yeah. Uh, and I like that they're still strong with the CSR stuff. Like, mm. this, uh, I like, I like the little things that they do during the CSR stuff where the little kayfabe things where like the heels and the faces are standing like far away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that. Like. Yeah. And like, to... To kind of continue on to that point... Um, Raw ended with a cruiserweight showdown once again, once again where yeah. the entire locker room came out to confront uh, Enzo Amore who was being absurdly obnoxious ooh he was good man he was on fucking fire but one thing that did bother me uh, like I was mentioning Arya Devari Arya Devari coming out with them although yeah. they had already established in storyline last week on 205 that Arya Devari has been yeah he has been trying to suck up to Enzo Amore trying to get on his good side to mm. maybe finally get a title shot by yeah. being his friend and it makes sense like, he's a heel you know the heel is like oh shit what have I done yeah. uh, so I'm gonna go and you know like pucker up a bit yeah, yeah. Uh, but then now he comes out of the mob uh, attacks uh, not only attacks uh, but confronts Enzo Amore together with everyone yeah. um, although Enzo Amore was on fire once again uh, um, this is this is people are gonna balk at the statement but, say it say it <laughs> but like Enzo on the mic right he's just a wealth he's just a wealth of like funny quotes and um, like very sharp insults yeah. um, and he's almost The Rock-esque uh, I'm not going to say like Enzo Murray is as good yeah. as The Rock but Rock-esque is a very although, good although there's a lot yeah. of parallels between them yeah. uh, number one being like not great in ring yeah. but great on the mic uh, getting over on charisma getting over on mic yeah. uh, getting over just being like um, the X factor like, that The Rock had you know yeah. uh, Enzo has that he does. And like all those people who chant at him, you can't wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? We know. We he knows. knows. He, he knows. Has, he has really said that he can't wrestle well. It's literally <laughs> part of his gimmick. Yeah. But they, they are supposed to chant that, see? Of course, of course, yeah, of so course. It's good. So it's he, good. He's, he's being a good heel. Yeah. He and like once again, the way that he runs down every single person in, on the 205 Live roster. But before he runs them down, he made sure he has his insurance. 
Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever so whoever touches me from the two or five flight roster fired. will get fired. So um, he runs everyone down, including Arya Dabari, which I did not like. <laughs> yeah. Because he had, he had to go back on that like the following night. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, he talks about like his fake Gucci shirt and everything. <laughs> Uh, I mean, once again, hitting on Cedric, like, you know, the man that Charisma forgot is, like, one of my favourite <laughs> lines. My favourite lines, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did he call, uh, who's that, other Lucha? Lince Dorado? Lince Dorado, I can't remember what he said. Uh, who basically called him fat again. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of different things. Uh, Cedric Alexander's Cuba shit. Yeah, like, what was he really weird. Yeah, I've, always, I've actually thought that in my head. Me too. So, he points out, like, a lot of things that, um, that a lot of us are thinking already. Yeah. But, like, it's very... He points it out in a mean-spirited way, la, which is what a good heel should do, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I I have no problem with him on the mic. He killed it again on the mic on 205 Live, but we'll talk, talk about it later. Yeah. I like this confrontation. Okay. Uh, basically, the storyline that we were talking about last week, which is very, very smart, it was. was that like nobody can get a title shot now because everybody touched him during the big yeah. the big beatdown. I mean, obviously, Braun Strowman will never get a title shot. <laughs> <laughs> Braun Strowman, yeah. cruiserweight champion. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how he can cut down. I would love to see that, though. Yeah. If Braun Strowman actually took away his legs, right, I think he would still beat Enzo Amaro. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, might, he would still be too heavy. That's true, that's true. Um, but uh, so Kurt Angle remedies this by introducing a brand new cruiserweight, yeah, which was uh, Kalisto, yeah, which was like we've been calling for this for a long time. Kalisto yeah. should have been a member of Two Five Live from the get go. From the get go, yeah. Back, he should have even been in a cruiserweight classic. Yeah, yeah. It was a surprise that he wasn't. To be honest, right? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we got him uh, very, very delayed. But yeah. he's here. Uh, he adds uh, a kind of different dimension to 205 Life, which is yeah. good. He has a bit more capability being US champion and everything. Yeah, this, uh, he'll be the third Lucha to join the Cruiserweight as well. Correct, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Enzo. When was Grand Metallic? Uh? Yeah, good point. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, wasn't Grand Metallic the one that Enzo also called fat? Ooh, you're right. I think it's Grand Metallic. Right, not, not yeah, Enzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we always confuse our Lucha. Oh man, racism. No, but they are wearing no. masks. They are wearing masks. Yeah. It's not racism. And they're not always wearing the same mask. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess we are and yeah, we are luchaists. Yeah, we are luchaists. I like what they can do. Flippy, flippy, flippy yeah. shit. Uh, I mean, uh, number eight on uh, Drew Gulak's rules. No yeah, flipping. No flipping. I love that, but we'll talk about it later. So anyway, like they, this was the combination of uh, the main event, yeah. or the main event segment lah of yeah. Raw. Uh, my problem with that was that like nobody responded to Kalisto because. No, because he couldn't recognize cool. his fucking It's his song. fucking music. His music fucking sucks. Yeah. His music really sucks. But they re- did rectify it. Um, they changed it back to the Lucha Dragons uh, song that he had in NXT yeah. with uh, his tag team partner. Uh, 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 what's his name? See, we are racist. Sin Cara. <laughs> Sin Cara. Okay. <laughs> Which means like, no face, I think. I can't even remember who Braun Strowman put in the... Uh, Kalisto. It was Kalisto. <laughs> uh, only because Enzo Mori won it out. Yeah, yeah. No, so, he won that match. He did what? Yeah, he yeah. won that match. Kalisto yeah. did win that match by kicking Braun Strowman, causing him to fall into the dumpster. I, I, I was so angry that Kalisto didn't bring that up when Enzo Mori was uh, running him down about the Braun Strowman thing. <laughs> yeah. Because he'll be like, hey, I actually beat Braun Strowman. <laughs> you did not. You, did. you know. Yeah. You got beat. I mean, both of them got beaten up by Braun Strowman. Yeah, but he, he legit on record. <laughs> he right? has he a one like, o. He's one and oh. He's Braun Strowman. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, uh, not one and all. Like, I think it was. No, I think he eventually lost like a bunch. A bunch, yeah. probably. Yeah. But that was a very David and Goliath kind of thing. Exactly. But yes. I, I know it's like my point is that like I really like his old theme song. They brought back his old theme song. Yeah. The very next night, because I think they immediately figured out why that segment didn't work. 
Yeah. Because it was laid out for this big grand return. It was supposed to be yeah. a pop. Yeah. And then the stupid uh, video game music came on. And every time Kalisto's music comes on, right, I think it's TJP. It, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I thought, wait, wait. How about sweet? Yeah. TJP is already part. Is this a new TJP character? Oh, no, it's Kalisto. Okay. Even though he did say Kalisto, but yeah. I was confused for a moment, too. You know what would have been great? Like, what would have been even better than Kalisto? If they brought, like, El Generico. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, that would be great, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Well, El Generico is um, obviously Sami Zayn, for those who don't know. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, he has uh, gone off to work in orphanages. Yeah, apparently. In Mexico. That's what he said in the in the interview, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where is El Generico? Yeah, the, the generic <laughs> one. Uh, uh, that was pretty much raw this week. I really have nothing much to say about it. It was a very forgettable right. episode. Yeah, that's all right. It was it was all in service of setting up the shield. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Oh, we don't talk. If you don't talk about Jason Jordan a bit. Ah, Jason Jordan. You know, teaming up with Matt Hardy. Even though we want to see Jason go heel, mm-hmm. um, this kind of worked also. Mm-hmm. You could hear the crowd kind of. Finally, kind of turning for him. For him. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely because Matt Hardy's uh, rub lah. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Hardy's star power. Is powerful enough to, to, to change some people's minds on Jason. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, he did a really good job in the match mm-hmm. against um, the what's uh, the Good Brothers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and they lost lah though. Right? Yeah. Sure. Big, but they won the previous week. I think. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. But it's interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. You know, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Jason Jordan feud with Matt Hardy now. Sure. You know, uh, the awoken Hadi, awoken Hadi, yeah, which has become more and more uh, woken as mm. the weeks go by. Although I can answer your question as to where this will go, la. Where will this? This, go? this is gonna lead up to the kickoff match at TLC. <laughs> 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 that is the end destination. It definitely is. That is definitely. They the, have the, no plans yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah, this, this is yeah. like a stopgap because oh, Jeff Hardy has to go get surgery. Yeah, Jason, why don't you put there? Maybe Matt Hardy can get you some chairs. Yeah, that's true. I don't think, I don't think they have any plans. Yeah, so um, Jason Jordan is finally gonna be a real face. Yeah, he uh, will be. So that's fine. Um, I think like one last thing to talk about. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna quickly mention. I don't understand why Nia Jax is back with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, um, that's confusing too. Bailey and Sasha Banks are super boring together. Yeah, we need them to start fighting each other. Um, in fact, Emma is the most entertaining of the four. They are not in the picture. And she just left Alicia Fox there. Yeah, Emma is great. She's so obnoxious and annoying in every way possible. Uh, That's great. She's like a female Enzo Romero. Oh my god, she made them a couple. Huh? No, she wants to date Jason Jordan. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Maybe she can date both. Huh? Why not? Yeah, and then like leave Jason Jordan because he's not a champion. For a champion. The cruiserweight champion. Yeah, yeah. Do Alicia Fox kind of thing. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. That's not fantasy book. Anyway, yeah. the last thing I, want, I did want to mention that is actually off note in Raw, because yeah. everything else was not off note, yeah. was um, the tease of Sister Abigail uh, coming for yes. Bray Wyatt. Finally, this so, been, it's been being teased for like yeah. three, four years already. I mean, we were talking about how we weren't, weren't that keen to see this feud continue. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like very interested now. Yeah, I kind of am. After yeah. that promo. So everything leading up yeah. to SummerSlam, Made no sense. Everything post SummerSlam has been golden kind to of me. Made sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually giving me reasons. Number one, the reason was, um, oh, the demon beat me. I wanted to face the man. Yeah. Okay, fine. So the man has finally beaten him. I'm like, okay, that's the end of the feud, right? Yeah. But okay, they're coming up with like legit reasons for them to keep fighting. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Uh, Sister Abigail, like, quote unquote, lying to him. 
uh, I, I like the line about how like you don't put on in your face pain, you peel back your skin, and yeah. that that's who you are underneath. You know, you don't you don't summon the demon. Demons already in there. Yeah. Uh, and Sister Abigail, he's saying that like he's gonna summon Sister Abigail now because he needs all the help we can get. Hmm. Um, Interesting though. So I mean, like there are two theories online about where this is gonna go. Number one is that it's Sage Beckett because of what Sage Beckett has been, been tweeting. tweeting yeah. yeah, he's been she's been tweeting a lot of things like uh, don't believe the lies, hashtag raw, blah blah blah, random things, you know. So okay, okay. And with like creepy imagery. Yeah. Um I did like the image of uh, Sister Abigail superimposed on Bray Wyatt. It's, it's quite creepy with the, the female laugh. It was, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um number two, the idea is that like Sister Abigail is not an actual physical manifestation but rather something, something that possesses Bray, Yeah, and Bray is just gonna dress differently, walk differently, talk differently while under the possession of Sister Abigail. I don't know whether he's good enough to carry that out, but I think he can. Yeah, I'm I'm sure yeah. he could, yeah. So, um the interesting thing is that we've always wanted to see Sister Abigail, right? Yep. Um Sister Abigail is uh this sort of like um the man behind the woman behind the curtain uh, yeah. that, uh, that has been teased for a long time so the idea is that oh Bray Wyatt is going to be so powerful when Mr. Sister Abigail comes back yeah. uh, and he needs to take on Bray, uh, Finn Balor because Finn Balor is 2-1 up 2-0 no. 2-1 uh, Bray Wyatt had a clean win against him on Raw prior to SummerSlam that's what brought out the demon. Oh yeah, that yeah that caused the demon. Oh yeah, e yeah that was that yeah was a rubbish match though. Yeah, see nobody remembers. So yeah. like in the hits of everyone is two 0 but it's actually two one. It's two one, yeah. Yeah. So but the issue with this is that like everybody knows that Brock Lesnar will be taking on Finn Balor in Survivor Series. Most probably, yeah. So Finn Balor is not losing to Sister Abigail or Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So it's just gonna make Bray Wyatt look really weak. Unless, Unless that is the point. That's the point. Unless yeah. the point is the story is which. Fantasy booking once again, but I really think they're kind of leading this way. Yeah. Is that Bray Wyatt? Is that the story? Is that Sister Abigail will finally realize that Bray Wyatt does not overvive us? Exactly. Will leave him. Maybe go to someone else. Might go to Finn. Might go to Finn. Yeah. Then he has a demon and a Sister Abigail. Or might go to Sage Beckett. Who knows? That's quite scary too. Yeah. Maybe that's what Sage Beckett means. Maybe she's not playing Sister Abigail, but she'll just be a random Mayan classic competitor that will get that possessed by. Yeah. Sister Abigail. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. And then like she will be the leader of the White family, and like Bray will be the one. For why are we not that surprised with this storyline? Why is this storyline actually quite make kind of? Why does it make sense to us? Huh? Uh, we are trying to make it make sense. It feels like Twin Peaks, right? Uh, yes, yes. But it, there's a big difference between a storyline making sense and us grasping at it to make sense. We are again. There's a lot of hate cannon going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, this is a lot. Yeah, speculative, and we are still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. But. I like the direction it's going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and we're just listing out the possibilities that can happen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's my fantasy booking. Uh, Bray Wyatt loses again even with Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail realizes that oh not a worthy symbiote host. I'm gonna go. Yeah. 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 The, the, actually that'll be quite fascinating to see what Bray Wyatt will be without Sister Abigail. Without Sister Abigail. It's a bit like uh, how uh, David is without the Shadow King you know in Legion. If you've ever seen Legion. Yeah. Sorry about the weird yeah. uh, reference there. Or you could say, you know, Neville without his Cruiserweight title. Oh, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> this is cru- Cruiserweight title is definitely Sister Abigail. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to SmackDown Live. Yay! Um, only, a cu- only a couple of big things to talk about this one. Um, yeah. Number one is Kevin Owens' uh, beatdown of Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. But before that, Shane McMahon actually made it a false count anywhere match yeah. in uh, the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, he just made that stipulation up. So yeah. Like, Fuck this, we're going to put false count no anywhere. But um, every Hell in a Cell match ends up outside anyway, so this is great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, what I did like about this is them trying to establish that this isn't obnoxious, snarky Kevin Owens, as Sami Zayn said. This nope. is the unhinged Kevin Owens, yep. and I don't and I don't think that like... um. 
like Shane McMahon is not ready lah. That that is the storyline. So they, this is this is what I like about it. Number one, they use Sami Zayn, who's, Zayn, who's yeah. known, uh, who's experienced with Kevin Owens, is a wealth of knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah. He's been to my wedding. He's the best man at my wedding, etc., yeah. etc. I know him the best. And when he gets like this, you can't fuck with him. Nope. You don't. You don't want to do this. Uh, Shane McMahon being a McMahon, being very um, a lot of hubris, yep. very arrogant, saying that like you take care of you, I'll take care of me. Thanks for the advice, though, bro. Go, go, go for I it. got this. I, I got, got this. Yeah. Shane McMahon being a McMahon, yeah. also very in character, which mm-hmm. I like again. And number number three, and finally, this is the this is the inverse of the AJ Styles Shane McMahon feud. Exactly. Because in the AJ Styles Shane McMahon feud, it was they had to convince the audience. They have to convince AJ Styles that Shane McMahon is actually better than he is. Yeah. Like, oh, you you aren't ready for Shane McMahon. You have no idea of the lengths that Shane McMahon will go to in a hardcore match. Yeah. But this one is the opposite where they have to tell Shane McMahon that like you have no idea like what what KO is capable of. Yeah, what he can do. So it's it's a kind of different dynamic which I like. Um and and all the things that Kevin Owens said. I'm gonna throw you off the cell. I'm gonna power bomb you. You don't need you... to jump off the cell. Yeah. I'm gonna throw you off the cell. I'm gonna power bomb you until you forget your kids' names and everything. Ooh. I'm very sure that all that is gonna be done. Yep. Uh, it was like a little preview of what's gonna happen in the match. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens hiding out um, in the audience mm. as uh, Shane McMahon was making his speech. That's brilliant too. Uh, basically luring him to the match yeah. area. Yeah, I was like, no, McMahon, you're gonna get beaten up when you go there. Yeah, but like uh, like a little child, he followed the breadcrumbs yep. all the way to the top, and then like he. Again, like little child, when he crosses the street, never look left or right, only look right. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens came from the left. Yeah. Blindsided him, powerbomb him through a merch table. Yeah. Like a real merch table outside where they were selling merch. That was dope. And I, oh man, I, I was like, those those guys outside who were buying drinks, like, got a great show, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who thought, you know? Like, yeah. Hey! <laughs> must have been like, you know, there must have been like this one father that was like, oh my god, this is a mean event thing, but my son wants to buy like a Coke. Fuck, fuck my kid, man. Then it's like, like <laughs> oh my god, I have the greatest kid ever, you brought me out here. <laughs> By accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the beatdown, it looked brutal. Mm. Um, it, it just added to the whole unhinged Kevin Owens. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever they, they take it out of the usual wrestling context, and I, I mean, I even mean like wrestling context because sometimes they fight on the ramp, sometimes they fight on the padded area or mm. in the crowd, but this one like in the stands, stands uh, like the stands outside the arena, that's cool. Uh. It's, it's something we don't really see very yeah, often. Which you can't do all the time. So yeah. once in a while when this happens, it looks fantastic. I said like that, that one time when uh, Kevin Owens threw the the plastic uh, garbage can onto Shane McMahon and then like it, it looked like it didn't hurt at all. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. But the thing that makes me bother is that the, he threw the garbage can and the garbage can like flipped back onto like the on top. <laughs> like it didn't fall down. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much the big, the only big thing to do with... First uh, big thing. That was the Usos and the, the New Day, I guess. That's the other correct. highlight. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot, Lesser highlight. But forgot about that. Still highlight. They did. Uh, they did a little promo. Um, it's brilliant. The Usos do what they do. They cut hot fire promos. Yeah. It was. Uh, what did they call it? Reading the rights, right? Reading the rights. Yeah. To the Uso Penitentiary, which will be the Hell in a Cell. No. Such a confusing um, allegory. Everyone knows that. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of allegory, right? Let's let's backtrack to that. Right? I mean, I, I kind of like the play on words that this whole feud has had because yeah. you know New Day and Day One-ish yeah. uh, Day One and New Day or Day One go back to Day One uh, the Uso Penitentiary Hell on Cell makes sense yeah. although the way they brought it up last week was like was quite, quite quite lame, lame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, both of them actually came on the mic and gave impassioned promos they did, they did, they uh, there did. wasn't like any playing around with the New Day this nope. time they, they seemed very um, emotional and both of them brought up the fact that they've been low-key stealing the show every pay-per-view they have they have 
from the fucking SummerSlam kickoff show. They did. To uh, which is the weirdest place to put this hot fire match still. Yeah. Um. To random SmackDown matches. Yeah. To um all SmackDown pay per views. Whenever the Usos and the New Day fight, and they they've been hot potatoing the belts. Let's yeah. not forget that. But nobody gives a shit because fucking hell, just do it because both of them. Uh, produce some of the best matches we have seen this year. Correct, yeah. Like that was the one thing that Big E said. It's like we've been killing it every night, putting on the best match of the night, and that was the only moment where both teams were like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> nobody beats us. And it's it's weirdly enough similar to um Raw because it's uh, the Bar and Sheamus and um Sheamus and Cesaro and um uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose have been Loki stealing the show every pay per view. And I have no doubt that uh, at TLC they'll steal the show because it's going to be a TLC match. Uh, and I have no doubt that uh, this Hell in a Cell match is going to be better than Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon. Yeah. Only because number one, there's four or actually five people. Five, yeah. Five. And all five of them are legit wrestlers. Yeah, they all are damn good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although Shane McMahon is an extreme sport monkey. Yeah. Like more, more, more so than the rest of them. Yeah, that's true also. Yeah. But he, his style is perfect for Hell in a Cell. Correct, yeah. Yeah, he, he needs gimmick matches. Yeah, he needs gimmick matches. Alright, so this is my big complaint with SmackDown Live. We we love the two segments, but the two segments that they were selling yeah. were for matches that we were already, already sold, sold on. on. Everyone was already we sold already on talk, Kevin Owens. Yeah, we talked about this every week. We're saying how would we look forward to these matches. The two Hell... It's, it's a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. We're going to look forward to the two Hell in a Cell matches. Exactly. And plus, the two Hell in a Cell matches have the, most, have the hottest angles going into it. Which is a good way to book it, by the way. Correct, yeah. correct, 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 correct. Everything yeah. is, is great. But... What you should be selling us on the go-home show are the matches that we don't care about yet. Rusev Orton. Rusev Orton. Nobody gives a shit. Jinder Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE World, World Championship. Okay. This is the real This is the real title. No? The Universal title is something they made up. <laughs> this is the real title. <laughs> this is lineage all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so nobody gives a shit about any of those matches. Yeah. They spend an inordinate amount of time selling us on things that we already believe in. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I'm guessing because ratings... Sure. Because, you know, these are your two hottest mm-hmm. products mm-hmm. they have. Yeah. So they, that's why they're hyping it up even more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that caused the rest of the the segments to kind of fall flat, I guess. I agree. Yeah? I agree, yeah. yeah. Um, booking Ty Dillinger to beat Baron Corbin is interesting. Mm. Um, is uh, it, it totally kills this momentum, but that's part of the story. Yeah. Uh, that, that's really part of the story The story is that Baron Corbin always shows away Shows away Big opportunities yeah. All the time yeah. Doesn't stop doing that So what's gonna happen For him in Hell in a Cell? Uh, he has a US title match Against AJ Styles yeah. yeah I'm surprised that Because Ty Dillinger won They did not make it A triple threat Triple threat yeah, yeah I was hoping for it To be a triple threat Yeah So it's weird Because we are, we always Already knew that Ty Dillinger was a stopgap He was a temporary feud For Baron Corbin to maybe get over mm. and then move on to AJ Styles, but I never have I seen a temporary stopgap actually got get the win. Yeah, same. Yeah, interesting twist. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, still not I'm, enough for me to be sold. I'm happy that Ty Dillinger is winning. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Ty. Yeah, um, but again, uh, I really don't care about Shinsuke and Jinder. Um, yeah. AJ Styles and Baron Corbin, I care about mostly because AJ Styles is wrestling. Yeah. Um, which can sell me on any match. True. AJ Styles versus a Blue Abdul, whatever. Like, you know, do the Kenny Omega it. thing, I will still watch it. I really don't care about um, Orton Rusev. Which is weird because I really want to care about that. Um, I think Rusev... To, I love Rusev. Rusev and Aiden English, to their part, have actually been playing this very well. They have. Uh, but it's still a comedy angle and I really don't care about it. Yeah. There's no stakes to it. Um, I don't care about the women's title. Yeah, that's sad too. Uh, Natalia versus Carmen. Carmen. No, no, wait. no, no, no. Um, 
Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, I think yeah. we forgot already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Natalia got a clean win. Yeah, a tap. A tap somewhere, you know. Not even a pin. A From Carmela? Who, who did Ka- Carmela distracted. Uh, then she pinned Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, no, sorry, she submitted Charlotte with a sharpshooter. Hi. Yeah, and like sh- Charlotte tapping out in the middle of the ring, um, like six days before their pay per view match is weird, la. But that means she's gonna win. That mean, but that 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 might indicate the Carmella cash in as well. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I like about any of this is that James Ellsworth is barking instead of speaking. Yeah. Oh my god, that that's so weird. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of works also. Yeah. Uh, Wrestling is weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so um, the only other thing is uh, Bobby Roode squashes uh, Mike Canellis. He does. Uh, congrats though on your kid coming up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Power of love. So it's good to see Mike. Yeah. Um, Losing in thirty seconds. Booby booby <laughs> booby booby rude. Uh, Bobby rude. Uh, actually, quite funny. Yeah. The one when Dolph Ziggler came. Out. That was a weird mm. Dolph Ziggler segment. Right? He was just pulling out gimmicks like, like trying to prove his point that like oh all these uh, all these things don't make a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bobby rude was like. Oh, when he did his glorious thing, mm. it was dope. Then his song comes on. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, this is how you do it, though. <laughs> I'm I'm actually okay with this match. Yeah, uh, Semi right. interested only because it's uh, Bobby Roode. Yeah. I couldn't give two shits about Dolce Girl, yeah. uh, which actually is his point. But yeah. <laughs> which is brilliant. We, we've, we've acknowledged this many times. Yeah. I still don't care though. Yeah, which is a brilliant writing point. Yeah, yeah. So brilliant. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, after that, uh, two or five live comes on, which is um, actually a really good show this week. Again. Yeah. For the past month, they've been great. Okay, so number one, Nigel McGuinness is back. Yay! Yay! Uh, who was it? Bukati? Brian Saxon. Eh? Oh no, Brian Saxon. Who did an okay job? Did an okay job. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's one hour as well. Correct. Yeah. And I'm warming up to Brian Saxon. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kalisto comes out for a promo. Uh, comes out to his usual team. Thank God. Uh, mm. finally the crowd reacted to him. They loved him. Uh, he talked about how he quickly accepted Angle's offer to join the Cruiserweights because they're the hardest working guys he's ever seen. Good. The uh, usual. The usual. Uh, yeah. Message lah. Amore comes out. He had a half half uh, Spanish. He was in Spanish. He Correct. spoke in Spanish, then he spoke in English. Yeah. I like that. Amore comes out. He does his entrance spiel. Uh, he the says huge. that uh, Callisto is the luckiest uh, luchador in Hollywood because he now he's on the Zo show. Yeah. Um. The chat. The champ would be embarrassed to give Callisto's outfit to the Salvation Army. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. You can't gu- you can't give away Lucha Mas yeah, because it's true. You can only get it on WWE.com. That's true. Which he uh, it was a good way to plug WWE.com as well. Yeah. WWE shop. Uh, Cristo cuts him off to say that Amore didn't earn the title. And then replayed the the moment where he kicked uh, Neville in the ball. Uh, yeah. Neville in the ball. Which like affected Enzo zero because Enzo was like, yeah, yeah I won. I did that. I know, I remember winning. <laughs> I did that on purpose, yeah, whatever. The whole point okay. was about winning the thing. Yeah, uh, he, but he gave Callisto credit for going to the Tobron Strowman. Yeah. Although he did end up in a trash can, but the trash is now on 205 Live. Yeah. It's not on the Zoe show. Zoe yeah. Live. Uh, Ooh, I cannot stand that. I love it, I cannot stand it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this is obviously going to be the title match. Um, what's the next Raw pay-per-view? TLC. TLC. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, Callisto is the newest... Cruiserweight pass to to bring a good match out of Enzo Mori. Yeah, Enzo Mori does everything well in the lead up to the match and after the match. But the match itself, really weak. His match with Neville was the worst of um the last pay per view. Yeah, it was. So we'll see about that. That's the point, I guess. I really hope Blister doesn't win though. Enzo Mori is right. He has like lifted two five five. He did. Yeah. And he loses. That doesn't make any sense. Also, yeah. I mean, definitely he has to do some dastardly thing, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um. I'm guessing Arya Davari is going to interrupt. 
Correct. Yeah. Speaking of Ariel Devari, he came out. Uh, he introduced Ariel Devari. Yeah. Uh, he had to backtrack on what he backtrack said last week. Sorry about that. Oh, about the day before. Uh, he said that like Ariel Devari, his boy is the biggest Persian since the Kardashians. Which Kardashians are Armenian. Armenian. Um, yeah, the saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird, right? I was, I was, I was wondering about that. Did he just not Wikipedia? Never mind. No so, lah. Obviously, okay. he didn't lah. It's a uh, it's Enzo Mori. So even if he's wrong, it, it's part of the character because he's yeah. a heel, right? Samaron. Yeah, yeah. And like Arya won't call him out because he's trying to suck, suck up. So okay, that's alright. It'd be funny if he like whispered to him. Actually, Armenian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kalisto defeats Arya Devari following a Celia Del Sol. Uh, Devari got in plenty of offense, but Amori as Amori looked on from backstage. Uh, again, one of the few people who actually watches the screen properly. Yeah. Yeah. Though the camera angle was a bit better like, this time. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Arad Devari actually got in a, a good offense. Was, uh, he got he, fox splash in. He did, yeah, the, the sorry, the Persian lion splash. Whatever. That's how he calls it. All right. Um, then we have a look back to Jack Gallagher's turn uh, and Cedric Alexander's issues with uh, Jack and the Brian Kendrick. So they had a match, a blow off match, right? Um, not a blow off match. I'm assuming the blow off match will be with the Brian Kendrick, not Jack Gallagher. Yeah, we have to say the Brian Kendrick. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I thought it was a decent match. Um, I really like that Jack Gallagher is uh fighting in his uh, dress legs. Yeah. Uh, it fits with his new prop, prim and proper yeah. character. And he slowly like unbuttoned his waistcoat. Uh, yeah. Which um, all, all heels and faces need a good tell to show when they're getting serious. Yeah. Last time, um, either you take down the straps. Yeah. Or Hulk Hogan will like tear open Tells, his singlet, yeah. or Bailey will adjust her uh, her yeah. ponytail. Yeah. Stuff like that, la. So I, I like little moments like that. They give, it gives them an extra oomph mm-hmm. and like it gives the audience a signal that oh, like, okay, we're, shit's we're, going go down now. We are ramping shit up. Yeah. Okay. So um, Jack Gallagher lost to Cedric. No wait, he disqualified. Disqualified. Uh, yeah. He won lah because uh, yeah. Cedric hit him with the Churchill Winston the third. Correct. Uh, so I I really like the little thing which Jack Gallagher did where he he runs underneath the the ring mm-hmm. and then like you think he's gonna get a weapon but he just goes out from the other side and then he, he circles around and he gets the advantage for that that's, yeah. that's really cool and that's a very, very Brian Kendrick thing to do yeah yeah. so um, perfect learning for his mentor and um, I was telling Hadi that like this is low key actually I think like the best writing that WWE has ever done low key best writing yeah yeah because nobody realises it because it's so low key yeah. but they're doing, they're doing it so well okay so number one if you remember the, the feud between Jack Gallagher and Brian and Kendrick, Brian Kendrick Exact same thing played out. Jack Gallagher made fun of him, saying that oh, the new generation of wrestlers are soft. No, he's Brian a- Kendrick made fun of. I'm sorry, yeah. Um, Brian Kendrick made fun of Jack Gallagher, saying the new generation of wrestlers are soft. They're all clowns. Blah blah blah. Specifically, Jack Gallagher. Specifically, Jack Gallagher, like, as the epitome of all of this. Mm. Jack Gallagher gets increasingly more frustrated, brings out his dark side, the itch, you know. Starts beating the shit out of Brian Kendrick. Yeah, so he becomes like this, this, uh, this really serious fighter. Uh, and a then, gentleman fighter. Yeah, and then uh, a light bulb hits with uh, with Jack Gallagher. Jack Gallagher is like, hey, Brian Kendrick is the one that brought this out of me. Maybe I should team up with him. Yep. Because all he's saying is right, and he's proven his point, yeah. and he's made me into the fighter that I am today. Yeah. So, okay, I'll team up with uh, Brian Kendrick. Great writing. And take out Cedric Alexander. Yeah, so Cedric Alexander, they've been saying all the all the same things about him. Oh, the new, the new generation of wrestlers are soft, blah, blah, blah. They don't have the itch, they're not dark enough. Cedric Alexander snaps, beats the shit out of Jack Gallagher yep. with uh, William III with a bunch of weapons. Uh, Is it Winston or William III? Winston? Mm. Uh, um, the umbrella. Yeah. yeah, the umbrella. Beats the shit out of him. Yep. Uh, and then you could see Cedric Alexander slowly turning to the dark side. Yeah. Um, soon enough, 
the, the light bulb was gonna switch in his head as well. Hey, Brian Kendrick is the one that pointed all this out. He made me this way. He actually gave, did me a service. And joined Brian Kendrick? And Jack Gallagher. Yeah. So, I mean, this is one of those things where they're setting up a stable of action uh, with... Uh, and fucking organically. Yeah, with Brian Kendrick as a, <coughs> a cult leader um, figurehead. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I've always, that's always bothered me about the White family is that we were never actually given a backstory. Like, and why Rowan and uh, Harper join? Why, why did Luke Harper join? Why did uh, Rowan join? Why did similar. Why did Bronx Sherman join? <laughs> they look all similar. Um, and, and in this, they're actually giving us the the origin story of yeah. a stable, yeah. which they usually never do. They just introduce, oh, the shield is here, or oh, the Undisputed Era is here, uh, but how did they get together? And Brian Kendrick is actually organically forming his stable, and he's doing it in a very cultish way. Like, he he's opening the eyes, literally. Yeah. Um, and this is great. Loki one of the best writing uh, jobs. Um, I mean, this only works if they really do that to Cedric, like. He, this definitely happening. Come on. Nah, that's what I think yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, right? With the souls that WWE does. Mm. And, and Cedric needs a heel turn. He does. Because he really is a man that Christmas forgot. forgot. Yeah. That was such a fucking app line. Mm-hmm. And as you see with uh, Cedric uh, using heelish maneuvers, mm. he's actually quite good. He you is. know, like um, the, the kind of the stiff shots and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else was happening? Uh, Drew Gulak. Uh, introducing number 8 of his power first type which is no flipping no flipping uh, yeah um, he, I, I like the little moment where he came out to the ring and he was talking to the little boy yeah. on, on, on the side on of the, the side, stage yeah. basically uh, trying to educate him yeah. uh, get them older young yeah. no, no chance I was like wow okay yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had a match with remind uh, me Mustafa Ali uh, Mustafa Ali the, the man who uh, epitomizes uh, flipping flipping yeah, yeah. Uh, good match. Arredo, Zero five four. Ariel Davari. Uh, sorry, not, not Ariel Davari. Mustafa Ali. If that's racist. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. Mustafa Ali getting the win with uh, the inverted uh four fifty. Zero uh, five four. But it was a pretty fifty fifty match. Uh, was... In fact, Drew Gulak was actually um dominating the match. Yeah, with his mat based wrestling. Yeah, but it was uh Ariel um Akira. Calling. <laughs> um, I've been obsessed with Ariel Davari today. I've been singing his theme song on the way to yeah, uh, on the way, yeah. Um. Uh, Akira Tozawa was uh, on the ramp, basically sitting down, observing the match, but distracting. Mm. Uh, by d- just d- being there, la. by just being there, yeah, by chanting, by chanting, la, which is number Brilliant. number two on the slide. No chanting. And like, the fucking like placard. Yeah, and I on. like how Drew is so affected by it. Yeah. Ah, ah. Then so um, he's not actually cheating. He's yeah. not like. He's not interfering. He's not man. physically interfering <laughs> and he's doing nothing that the crowd doesn't do. <coughs> yeah. So, I mean, in the end, it's up to Drew Gulak whether to stay focused. Yeah. And I, I, I did like the one comment by Big Joseph saying that like, uh, I wonder whether like staying focused is on one of his slides. Because <laughs> he's so yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. 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 And I, I, on that note, Big, Big Joseph is actually a good commentator. Yeah. yeah. Right. Definitely. He was a bit overshadowed when, uh, what's his name? Mauro? No. Corey Grace was Corey on. Grace, yeah, yeah Right? But now that Corey is left And now he's uh, Tagged with Nigel McGuinness mm-hmm. I think both of them Are really good Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's because Corey also likes to play The heel commentator yeah. And like Likes to bounce off And yeah. uh, Vic doesn't do well With that yeah. uh, So Vic does all Like play by play Calling it as it is And then Nigel uh, Also play by play But he will play by play Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like the chemistry That they both have Yeah, me too man um, Honestly, I, right now, I mean, I know this is a side note. Yeah. But the commentary team themes for all shows, on I kind of do on fire. Yeah. yeah. Brian Sexton has improved leaps and bounds. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Michael Cole is wasn't there right this week? 
Michael Cole was at his son's wedding. His son's wedding, right? His yeah. second row that he has missed in his in entire career. In 20 years, he's only missed two shows. Jesus Christ. And uh, as far as a good reason for missing a show, yeah, yeah, yeah that's wedding, fine, man. that's fine. But wow, yeah. two rows in his entire career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's dope. Uh, so who took away? Um, it was Booker T, Corey Graves, and Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips, yes. yeah. Tom Phillips is not bad. Yeah. He's a good uh, stand-in for stuff. Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Cole deserves a break, lah. Sorry, Michael Cole deserves a break. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a war journalist back then. Yeah, the guy has done a lot. Michael Cole, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the NXT guys are great. Yeah, you know, um, Percy Watson, Jackson <laughs> Watson, right? Jackson, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, yeah. no, you confused me for what? <laughs> yeah, Percy Watson, yeah. Uh, Nigel McGuinness, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo. Don't need to say all three of them great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, SmackDown guys are great. Corey Grace, uh, Brian Saxton, mm-hmm. and who's the other one? Is that third, third? Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips, yeah. yeah. Who uh, covered for Michael Cole this yeah. week. Yeah. So, it's, it's all good. It's, a, it's interesting that the commented, commentary theme is actually now on a decent level. Mm. And um, uh, speaking of NXT, let's move on to yeah. NXT. And now we're going um, to NXT. We're going to start off with like the big one, uh, because... Uh, I have been saying for like the past few weeks, Roderick if you've been Strong. listening, that I, I really dislike <laughs> yes. Robert Strong. I think he's the most vanilla, the most boring. Yes. He's vanilla without sugar. Yes. He's below vanilla. Yes. He's just the most boring character in the world. But he's a great wrestler. Yes. I wanted you to say that. But he's a really good wrestler. He yeah. does everything He does everything well except talking. Yeah. Because whenever he is in the ring, I start to like him again. Yeah. So maybe keep him away from the mic. Because yeah. every time he's on the mic, he aggravates me. Yeah. No. Give him a Alistair Black lack of you know like lack of mic work is fine you know yes yes especially on the NXT level yeah you don't really need that much mic work yeah but NXT is where you're supposed to train uh, yeah, and, train and, 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 work, and build yeah, it up yeah. uh, because eventually so let's give him you know that's why I said like, give him time to give him time the guy is a fucking like I know 15 18 year veteran really exactly so th- that's the other thing I was saying that how NXT is a brilliant place for these guys to just be there to help develop talent uh, mm-hmm. you know so he doesn't need. Roderick Strong, I feel, doesn't need a, a main roster run. Yeah. He can stay in NXT. Correct. Do the NXT thing. Correct. And, you know, now he's going to be joining the Undisputed. Lah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, back before that, he actually had, like, a world title match against, against Drew McIntyre, who is the current NXT champion. Yeah. Um, an excellent, excellent match. In fact, match it of the was, week, in my opinion. Was, yeah. yeah, so um, there were a lot of good near falls in the closing stretch. Because you think about it, this week there was not much wrestling that we, we were talking about. A lot of it was Great promos. Matches. Yeah. A lot of it was build up. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. But this was a legitly good match. Yeah, um, there was a, a particular early sequence on the outside uh, with uh, Roddy kind of rebounding from being slammed on the apron mm. to deliver a backbreaker onto the steel steps. Yeah. Um, it kind of gave an intensity that face versus face matches don't really have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got the crowd really invested in it yeah. and it got me very invested in it. it. Did, it did. Um, there's a lot of uh, very, very good spots on the outside, on the inside, yeah, a lot of good near falls. Yeah. Um, Roderick Strong even bringing back some, a couple of old finishes. Yeah, he's, uh, what, what do you call it? The sick kick. The sick kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of the near falls in the closing stretch were good, even even in the lead up to the to the fall, yeah. where Drew McIntyre basically looked at him almost in the, like uh, a respectful, yeah. uh, uh, a, a watered down version of uh, Rick Flash or Michael's moment, you know, yeah. the, the I love you thing, and yeah. before kicking him in the face with the claymore, with the claymore, yeah, uh, and then to show respect afterwards. Um, very very good twenty minute match. 
um, a good example of the quote-unquote NXT strong style. Yeah. A lot, um, a lot of their main event matches have been following this NXT strong style, yeah. uh, kind of formula. Even 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 the more. women's matches with yeah. Asuka, with uh, Ember Moon and Nikki, Nikki Cross, Cross have been yeah. have been employing this tactic as well. Um, and I really like it. Um, in fact, the matches with Alistair Black a lot also. Yeah. With uh, Cassius Ono and Itami have been following this formula. Yeah. I really like it. It's a strong style done in a safe way. In a WWE way. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But but the stiffness is still there. Strangely, yeah. Yeah. The um who's the who's the Bailey fan in front? You know the su- the super hardcore Bailey fan that's always there. The girl. The girl. The yeah. Girl. I don't know what's the name, but. Yeah, yeah, but like there was this chop right in front of her that really shocked her because yeah. it was it was really hard and she's like, oh my god, yeah. it's real. Yeah, she's always at the tapings, huh? I, I'm, I or bet, like at the front row. I bet, I bet they give her um uh, season tickets. I wonder who she is, though. Well, she's a uh, she became famous for being a hardcore Bailey fan. Yeah. So they they featured her in promo materials and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she she just spends her all her time at Full Sail. Uh. Hopefully, she goes to university there when she goes up. Why not, right? Yeah. She or becomes a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Sure, she must be around like, what, 10, 10? to 14, yeah. around this time, right? Yeah, most probably. So let's say in like 10 years... She might take on Bailey. Yeah, I was thinking like, can she actually take on Bailey? She could. And if AJ Lee can take on... Uh, Nita? Yeah. yeah. Or... Uh, hey, no, 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 uh, Trish. Yeah, yeah okay, or Alexa Bliss can Trish. take on Mickey James. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? This is the next one. Uh. Bailey take on um, her number one fan. Mm. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Yeah. So, oh, speaking of Mickey James, I forgot to mention that like she's actually in the Hall of Fame now. She is? Not the WWE Hall of Fame. The oh Native... shit, the TNA Hall of Fame. No, the Native American Hall of Fame. Wait, what? Yeah. I'll, my second guess was TNA, that was better than... So there is this Wait, like... Wait, what? Uh, this like uh, community... Not community, like organization that celebrates uh, Native American um, celebrities or entertainers. She's a... Uh, she's Native so, American. Yeah, so she got like uh, inducted into the Native American Hall of Fame. I did not know that. Yeah, that's so weird. Interesting. You know, I, I only mentioned that just because I wanted to say the first sentence. Uh, Mickey James is in the Hall of Fame. The Native American Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. So she that, had a weird angle though on on, on, the, on this week's show. Mm, yeah, basic, a very like Mean Girls kind of thing. Like. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell, Alexa Bliss? What the hell? What the hell, man? Okay. Uh, similar. Anyway. Uh, the the NXT kicked off with uh, Ruby Riot uh, against the iconic duo. Basically, yeah. a replay of the original match. But way better. But way better. This is mm. a huge improvement. Once again, uh, Nikki Cross like a stray cat coming in from the. But she does whatever she wants to like saunter in. Um, she yeah. she's part of sanity, and they all do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, they yeah. are like agents of chaos. They come and go as they please. Chaos is leather. Uh, yeah. Sometimes they don't even come into entrance music. Sometimes they just come in. Uh, this yep, time yep, yep. she decides to help out uh, Nikki uh, Ruby Riot. Despite okay. despite what Ruby Riot said last week about oh Nikki Cross not really my friend, but if she wants to be there, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Uh, they're setting up this begrudging kind of respect they yeah. have for each other. Because Ruby Riot had this very, very confused look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ruby Riot was handling um, Peyton and Billy very very well. Uh, and the two of them, uh, the two of the iconic duo. Were quite good. They, they they're better than usual. Yeah. I I've been very hard on them the last few weeks you because have. because their matches sucked. But yeah. this one was a good match. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, but mostly because of Nikki Cross and Be Right. Yeah. I uh, but like they've been making strides. Um, obviously, I think Peyton is the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peyton's the better of the two. Yeah. Definitely. Peyton Billy Rice. Billy Key is not bad. She's she's getting there. Yeah. Uh, Peyton. Spoiler alert: In five, four, three, two, one, wins the uh, triple threat match next week. Uh, to to go to the fatal four way against Kari Zayn. Yeah, no. Uh, so I I think she actually deserves it. Yeah. My 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 my, my only gripe is that the triple threat also had Nikki Cross and I'd rather have Nikki Cross. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, spoiler alert and okay. uh, so, solid lah, solid match. I really like it. it. Was. Um, there was a solid promo with um, Lars Sullivan. Yes, Lars Sullivan. Not Lars Ulrich, which yes, I said last week. You said Lars Ulrich last week. Yeah, but they both damn metal. Yeah. Uh, they they continue to like kind of take this monster character. Uh, Though he used a lot of big compound words. Yeah. 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 Wow, wow. The guy's smart. No, because he, he the angle is that he's in control. He's not yeah. losing control. He's not losing control. He's yeah. in control. Yeah, it's like what the Hawk said in the Avengers, another yeah. Avengers reference. Yeah. <laughs> the secret is I'm always angry. Yeah. But I control it, you know? Yeah, I like uh, it. So they're probably gonna do um Lars Sullivan versus uh Danny Birch. And um Oni Larkin. I will Danny Birch first, he's probably yeah. gonna get beaten and then it's gonna be a tag um uh, handicap tag match. They are probably gonna win. And then maybe challenge uh, Sanity or the Undisputed for the Tag Team Championships. Though the Tag Team Championship now is with Sanity, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, outside, they did this little um, press conference thing where they get like a bunch of paparazzi, yeah, pick, yeah, pick yeah. paparazzi to interview Selena Vega. Uh, and then they're talking about uh, Johnny Gargano's challenge, uh, yeah. challenge to her associates, uh, Andrade C and Almas. Uh, so basically, it's kind of, it's kind of cheesy. This, the whole angle yeah. with the but she's awesome because you know there's basically like two people there and the trying yeah. to make it sound there's a lot of like people like five or six yeah. reporters right and then they're, they're like instructing Selena Vega to just look around because yeah. you can see her eyes looking around and she faces a different cameras but there's only one camera yeah yeah but it's fine it's fine she did good yeah so <laughs> I but, really like her yeah but the whole angle the oh, oh my god there's all these intrepid reporters yeah, outside the really like, no one really cares nobody gives <laughs> shit okay. but um. Again, she it's, really it's a fresh way to convey yeah. information. And she does such a good job at it. And really, she is like the best thing to happen to Sian Almas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this I mean, is the kind of manager that enhances the talent. Mm. And also her emphasizing that like they didn't cheat when they beat Johnny Gargano. No one touched him. Basically, what she said was um, he was still haunted by the little champa thing. Yeah. And I knew how to pull his strings. And I did just that. I never actually interfered. His own fault. Because like if you lose because somebody threw a shit at you, you that's deserve to your lose, fault. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. But um Gagano's definitely gonna win, so yeah. and uh, rematch. He can't uh, he can't lose la. Yeah, yeah. Uh he called him Johnny Irrelevant. Yeah, that's good though. Yeah, it's a good line man. Yeah. Like it, I like it. Uh Leo Rush, his debut cool. wasn't really a debut. Yeah, so when when they announced Leo Rush was taking out Alistair Blair, I said, Huh, Leo Rush that's quite a mountain for you to climb. Um, Leo Rush is is an independent talent, very very highly hyped, yeah. uh, a hot prospect in the indies. At, at, at only twenty two, um, very much like Pete Dunne. Well traveled also. Yeah, yeah, like Pete Dunne and Tyler Pete, very young but very well respected lah. Um, so the fact that like they announced him as kind of the the jobber opponent for Lester Black this week mm. had me very worried. I was like, oh fuck. Oh no, like yeah. I mean, if they put on if they put on a great match, it's fine. You know, yeah. if he loses, it's fine. If it's a great match, yeah. But and then I started thinking that like oh it it worked out well for Bobby Fish and Kyle yeah. Riley so not bad not big da- does it does it matter yeah. I mean you get a bit of a Alistair Black rub you know when yeah you take him on yeah um but I like how this angle played out so because in my head where as Alistair Black was making his way down I was like oh man I hope Leo doesn't have to drop or it doesn't yeah. have to be like I hope it's competitive yeah I hope yeah. it's competitive or there has to be another way around this and yeah. they did uh Velveteen Dream basically attacked uh brilliant though. He's been brilliant, right? Velveteen Dream. Yeah, attack Leo Rush. Leo Rush, get him out of there. Yeah. And then cuts this weird... Goldust-esque. Goldust-esque promo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's trying to get into Alistair Black's head. Wait, wait, before that, can we just can we just take note that his finisher is called Purple Rainmaker? Yeah, yeah. Like but that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. 
Uh, I mean, Prince is his gimmick essentially. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that he will call it the Purple Rain Maker. But the more interesting angle is that, like, um, this is Patrick Clark, the tough enough yeah. competitor. Yeah. Uh, wanting to basically get his gimmick over with the audience and now with uh, Alistair Black. Black because the audience failed to recognize or acknowledge his gimmick yeah. when he first came about. Yeah. But now they're finally starting to come around. Yeah. But um, Alistair Black. Um, his promo last week saying that he's not going to give any attention to Patrick. to Patrick because he doesn't deserve it. Uh, and then, true enough, he just walks into the ring, he sits down. Um, he jumps into the ring. Yeah. Um, Patrick, or Velveteen Dream, um, saying, Say my name. was actually um, a bit appalled that yeah. uh, this affected Alistair Black Zero. Yeah. And then he, he, kept, he kept saying, Say my name. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and... Um, Basically, Alistair Black just kind of stepped into the distance. Did not even look to his left or right. Just, just totally ignored him. Yeah, he, he no-sold it. Yeah, I love and, it. And um, I, like, I like where this angle is going. Yeah. Yeah, because... because uh, Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, he's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, great he's a good wrestler. understatement, but he can wrestle. He's a good wrestler, yeah. yeah. And this gimmick kind of works now. Yeah. Because Patrick Clark has always been playing this, as, uh, this kind of character for a while. Mm-hmm. It's just that this is like... That time was like on the... On number five out of ten in mm. terms of eccentricity, mm-hmm. now he's he's gone all the way ten la. Yeah, yeah, calling yeah. himself the Velveteen Dream and all that. Yeah. I I like where this is going. Me too. Yeah, me too. He's really one of those. Well, I really wish they had, they had just come up with a different name or a different gimmick. They can make it Prince S without making it so obvious. Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Hey. Purple yeah. Remaker. Yeah. So, okay lah. NXT lah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're gonna get a lot of flag for this once they go up to the main roster, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I- imagine like a wrestler coming out as like a Bowie like character. Has there been? No, no, there hasn't been lah. But can you imagine yeah. like yeah, uh, can, a lot of people who who observe this on the mainstream have no wrestling context will be quite offended by it. I guess so. Uh, yeah. Or Prince fans. Yeah, because I I was very offended by it at first. That's why I didn't like him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, being a huge Prince fan, I feel like this was very disrespectful. Why you love Prince? Yeah. I, I, I didn't see it that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Zane um, had a squash match against Aaliyah. Uh, yeah. That's in- quick. Yeah, quick. Uh, mm. The insane elbow always looks great. It did. Yeah. Uh, you had a, uh, you, you love the line from... Yeah, Mauro uh, Renato. <laughs> Kyrie Zane sails to full sail universe. I don't know. I was like, yeah, okay. The pirate princess has sailed The pirate princess... Sail. Yeah. Sales to the, to full sale. Yeah, uh, a, a nice little showcase for her. Yeah. Um, a good showcase for Aaliyah as well because she's a very green wrestler. Yeah, who's, who's trying to get experience. Uh, but looks good. She still looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, again, I really want her to change her name. Yeah, okay. I we? don't like Aaliyah. Again, another dead musician. <laughs> it's not her fault, lah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not her fault, lah. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, Arab, right? This this uh, wrestler. Aaliyah. Yeah, because apparently she could speak Arabic. She. Oh, does. is it? That, that's what I heard from the commentators. She's uh, she's very white. She's fluent in Arabic and she rides horses. Oh, I heard about the horse thing. She was uh, she used to be a jockey. I remember this. Ah, yes. they, they mentioned it's like, oh man, uh, she has a great background as well. She used to be a jockey. I'm like, really, there's a great background for wrestling. But I guess being a being, I guess being a yacht person isn't a great ba- background for wrestling either. Because Karizin is a yacht person. Yeah, no, yeah, that's my point. Right? Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Huh. <laughs> Therefore, okay. the pirate princess gimmick. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, the pirate princess gimmick. Um, what I do eventually want is for uh Kyrie Zane and Sami Zayn to team up as Kyrie Zane. Uh, that's that's my long term goal for for Kyrie Zane. So 
let's let's count down the to spelling that. is different also. Right? I know, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, but like, so that's why when the tag team will be Kyrie Zane. Yeah, okay. yeah. Instead of Kyrie Zane. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, look for that. If that ever happens, mixed tag. Uh. Yeah, if that ever happens, right? I when they when they go down to Lucha Underground or something. Uh. Yes. Why not? Why not? Uh, okay. Uh, go go showcase for the Miyang Classic winner before Vito Four Way. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened? There was another match, right? Uh, uh, no, that wasn't. That no, was it. That was because it. Uh, of how long the the main event was. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Roderick Strong versus Roderick Strong. Uh, Drew McIntyre. What do you think of the of the, the undisputed coming up after? Um, I thought it made sense. I we everybody who had half a brain already figured out that uh that Roderick Strong was or will be part of the undisputed. Uh, and that his role within the undisputed is yeah because I would have been very bothered if he just turned heel for no reason yeah. just for the fact like hey uh, I remember you from ROH let's, let's be ROH buddies yeah. uh, so this actually gave him a legitimate reason he tried his best to beat Drew McIntyre yeah. uh, in a very back and forth hard hitting very stiff match uh, earning still, the respect from Drew McIntyre yeah but he still came out short again again once again and that's the story of his career uh, almost every, almost like Sami Zayn, you know. He's a very bridesmaid character. Uh. Yeah, uh, he he always tries his best but never succeeds. Mm. So maybe he's gonna need the help of a of a faction. Uh, his his old whole faction. His old mates from ROH, you know. Uh, they came up to him initially, you know. It, they were teasing maybe they're gonna attack him, but it's like no. They whispered in his ear basically uh, an invitation to join the club. Uh, Roderick Strong looked very uh, confused or unsure. Unsure. Uh, yeah. But he's definitely joining. And they're gonna attack Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre was like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to deal with all four of them now. Yeah. And uh, Roderick Strong really needs an infusion of uh, characters, so joining a, joining a heel stable will be good. Yeah, uh, help a lot. Other people can do the talking for him. Because now you know he can wrestle like a motherfucker, man. I mean, I already knew that, lah. Yeah, like, I already knew that, but like, he's so boring. But that was my defense for him all the time. Yeah. yeah. Since back then, I said, he can wrestle. <laughs> he can wrestle. Yeah. He just can't talk on the mic. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of good uh, yeah. Roderick Strong matches. I just... Because you see, okay, unlike Apollo Crews, yeah. right, who can't talk on the mic, who's a, who can do wrestling, I don't think, I don't think... But he doesn't have the good psychology. I don't think Apollo Crews can wrestle. Yeah, no, that's why I say he can, yeah. he can do the wrestling moves. Yeah. But, He's good mechanically. Yeah, but doesn't have that psychology. Roderick yeah. Strong has that psychology. Yeah. He knows how to sell. Yeah. He knows how to make his opponent look good or how he can look good, right? But that was... The chemistry that he had with Drew McIntyre was brilliant. Exactly. Right? It's just like one of those people... Think of it as like an actor that can cry on command. Yes. All I can do is cry on command. Enzo can, can do that, by but, the way. Yeah. Enzo is actually a really good actor. <laughs> yeah. Really, really good actor. Yeah. But like, you're not going to be a good actor if that's all you can do. Exactly. And Apollo Crew can just do all this flippy shit. And that's it. Yeah. He doesn't He's very story. athletic. Yeah, he that, that's the, the word I was looking for. He just does moves. Yeah. He's the, the quintessential <coughs> indie wrestler that Jim Connett hits and we mention this all the time. Yeah. Uh, but Roderick Strong is not like that and thankfully he'll be with a faction that can speak for him yeah. specifically Adam Cole and I always thought like, he, has, he has a good look for an, for an enforcer. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. yeah so that's no, I just realised the stable is quite small. What do you mean? They're not particularly big men. You realise all the, they're quite decent sized mm. but like, you know they, they all could be in 205 uh, Life you know, yeah, to be exactly. honest. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Though. Yeah, yeah, but um, Adam Cole is um on a level that Finn Balor is on, so he will he will never be a two five five. He will be a main eventer. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, that's actually it for. Oh wait, I did want to bring out a, a, a little piece of news before we close Go up. Go man. Um, War Games is coming back. Yes. Uh, the CW War Games. This time, it's not being used for the main roster. It's being used for NXT. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I hope Cody Rhodes doesn't mind. He doesn't. He oh, already yeah. said. Cool. Yeah, Cody he, he gave a bit, his approval. A bit of a bitch when it comes to these things. But like, yeah. finally he's okay with it. He said because his father was friends with Triple, Triple H. So yeah. Okay, okay. His father was friends with Michael P.S. Hayes too, so... Yeah, but who likes Michael Hayes? That's true lah. I guess the Hardy Boys. Yeah lah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Michael P.S. Hayes actually brought up the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Got them to break in the industry. I mean, he, he, they, they tagged him with him, right? Basically. Basically, they were the uh, they were kind of the new the new incarnation of Flames yeah. before they just before became they the Hardy became Boys. The Hardy yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's um, I'm really looking forward to that. The two rings in one setting. Mm-hmm. I know Vince McMahon kind of hates that format, mm-hmm. but I love it. Uh, and it is NXT, so it's, it's Triple H's baby. That's true. That's true. Vince McMahon rarely does anything with NXT. Uh, yeah, or, but but or, I mean, or, fair enough. Vince McMahon is kind of right. War Games is a very logistically difficult match to pull off. It's fucking. And there's a lot of uh, moving parts to it, and the crowd doesn't know what to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they book it yeah. and and who are the participants in it. But if anybody can book a War Games, it would be WWE lah. Definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. So I, I'm assuming it has to be a, <coughs> a faction has to be involved. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And, and they have been building factions lah, so it's fine lah. It's only two factions now. Right? Yeah lah, Sanity and uh, Undisputed lah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But you have your tag team guys, you quite a big number of tag team guys mm-hmm. in, in NXT. Yeah. Um, you have you have people who can ally with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see it work. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Yeah. You have enough talent already. Alright, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. So we'll we'll definitely be uh doing a show about that once uh once NXT comes War Games comes out. Yeah. Uh but until then, uh this has been Hinzer. I've been Hardy. Uh and we hope you, en- you enjoyed our interview with uh, the Eugene Dragon yeah. and our weekly roundup as per usual. We'll see yeah. you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.